0: Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the It's Good to Talk podcast. So this week we are joined by, I think, our second guest that we've had that has ticks next to the name on some social media, but our first (laughs) person that has a Guinness World Record, I believe, um, John um, Poveramo, who is a a New Jersey comedian um, Mm -hmm. and has talked about depression and various things. And um, yeah, we're going to have a chat and see where we go from there. We'll get into a lot of other things, including um, a love or something that's come from a love of Jim Henson
1: as well so how are you doing John how are you I'm doing good dude how are you I'm a little I'm i I'm post uh pandemic um I think in a funk but other than that I think I'm doing all right
0: yeah I think for for us here in the UK we're not we're not really post pandemic yet we're still in well we're out of lockdown but we're
1: still in those kind of last few weeks of full lockdown you know yeah, um, man, I, I can't. Believe, <laughs> I, I kind of forget that you guys are still dealing with all that shit because I mean, we, you know, I mean, America, <sighs> America, fucking, we half of our country didn't care or notice, and the other half did, and so it's just it. It feels like I, we're being dragged back into life when we know we're still capable of dying. Like I'm fully vaccinated, but I know there's that you know India variant that's going around. Yes, so like. Yeah you know it's just a fucking ticking time bomb and they're like mid-july better get all your shit done before then and you're like really why what's gonna happen mid july oh god um, yeah yeah yeah
0: it's been an army. i mean when they had the the english variant that was the funniest mm-hmm. thing for me because i live <laughs> in the county that it comes from um oh, so when that god. came out i was like oh fuck
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> like, right now i'm fully stuck like i'm not go- i'm not yeah. in the house
0: like what no. are these idiots doing
1: <laughs> like did you fare well with the uh with the with the pen pand- i mean like as far as you know as well as you could be or whatever because i realized i think i sleep better when i think the world is ending i didn't know that until this point but i was like i'm getting the best goddamn Oof. rest uh um,
0: yeah i think we'd, we'd get a little deep very quickly on that one we, yeah we from did you, let's from my from my side we um we, can we ease could ease into quickly, it we'll, we'll very quickly go over it um so I don't think I've actually mentioned this in the podcast before. So well done on, on, on bringing this out. Um, at the end of 2019, my wife passed away.
1: Oh, good So Lord. we went- I'm so I, sorry to hear that, man.
0: Thank you. Thank you very much. So basically I had, I had thrown myself into doing charity work for a charity that she'd asked me to support before she passed away. So mm-hmm. at the beginning of 2020, that's what I was doing. Um, and then we went straight into the to lockdown. So I went from wow. being married- um, you know everything everything like that and and living in quite a large house to mm-hmm. now you're in lockdown you're completely isolated you're in a three bedroom house um with your own office and everything you know and you're just locked out you're no one can come around you can't do anything it's right. like well fuck this so I, I quit yeah. my job and I ended up going into um one hell of a fucking spiral. So yeah um that wow. was pandemic for me was lockdown for me was a, 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 in the the least corny way I can put it as journey of self-discovery it was that kind yeah. of from 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 let's fucking let's get rid of this let's end this to okay let's try and help other people and let's get it was a it was a it was a whirlwind so yeah for yeah. me I think I think if that hadn't have happened I'd have probably been good because I'm generally mm-hmm. quite uh, you know um isolating in, in myself, but the fact that it was forced on me and it was forced on me kind of doubly just yeah my 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 lockdown the pandemic for me was um uh, and I was having to move out of the home because that was that had been left in wheels and stuff was so like yeah so the the pandemic for me was a very kind of let's let 's not um Let's not think about this right now let's just uh yeah yes here's
1: a screen let's watch some stuff and that was it for me so wow well um, that'll teach me to lean into a joke about the pandemic uh early on without knowing your host it is uh, i didn't absolutely yeah.
0: fine john don't worry but- as i've as i say to people on here and as i say to people on my twitch channel um and i've actually done stuff before i don't agree with the um trigger warning stuff so mm. to me uh it's a completely open chat and if i didn't if i didn't feel comfortable discussing it i wouldn't have mentioned it i'd have just yeah. moved on so you're absolutely fine yeah. i've just i've just never is, mentioned it before that's that's that's, all in, it is.
1: that's incredible dude because you seem like you're you're doing well and and you uh kind of put all your effort into positive shit and not only that it's crazy that that happened like the one moment where you need people around you people were taken away from you that's insane yeah that's yes. got to be insanely rough
0: it, it was, um, it was that kind of thing when you just kind of go, as you say, it was that one time where I might've actually wanted someone nearby and it was just, yeah. Like, well, ten.
1: congratulations for surviving because that I feel like uh, for a lot of people that would not have been an option.
0: I, I put a lot of that down to um, various things. One of them being five specific Twitch channels um, because mm. I'll to be perfectly honest. And um, hi mum, if you're watching and don't know this, um, <laughs> but um, i i was done i was done it was um, yeah. a mix of a load of other things and five twitch channels that i always say uh, made me smile at a time when i couldn't and so mm-hmm. that's why i ended up i, I went I, it's, it's weird it's such a weird thing because i went from being in the depths of hell to now i'm starting a mental health charity and i'm yeah. a twitch stream and just kind of go wait how the fuck did that happen mm-hmm. um but it is weird but yes um but to get To get back onto you, I know see anyone that's listening by the way, the reason this is going to go back and forth potentially is that John is also a podcast host, so he's yeah. also used to uh, dragging not 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 dragging <laughs> but easing certain things out of people so uh, yeah. You know, um, but yeah for, for, obviously for you um for the pandemic, I think we were shown by um by things that you said in interviews and by mm. your your love of pu- puppetry and things like that that um there's depression. As a, as a kind of a, a mainstay for you in the background for quite a while and so yeah. did you feel at least at the beginning of the pandemic then that you just got just smacked in the face by it or was it kind of a okay now I don't have to deal with the fucking idiots that are nearby
1: um, it was, it was actually, yeah, it was a weird, it was a weird kind of thing, especially for me and my friends who were kind of dealing with, uh, or who dealt with depression for a long time. We actually felt useful, I think for a change. Cause I, you know, I've, uh, my friends who either don't acknowledge, cause I think everybody deals with it to a certain extent, you know, everybody, everybody does get sad or everybody does get depressed, but they, they don't know, you know, they don't go that deep into it or they don't have the tools to acknowledge it and and um, try to handle it, you know what I mean? Or process what they're going through. So they either stave it off as much as they can to a certain point where they don't even realize shit's building up and then it's too much. Or, you know, um, they find themselves kind of uh, diving into unhealthy habits or whatever. until Either way, I think it comes to the surface eventually in somebody's life. But um, for me and my friends who have just dealt with it uh, on, you know, internally and on the surface level since I think we were like teenagers in high school, um, we actually felt like, oh, this pandemic is happening and everybody felt like isolated and they couldn't talk to their friends or they couldn't see their family and they didn't know what was going to happen. And I was like, oh, I, I feel like this all the time. So if you <laughs> want to come to like, I have the tools to help you. <laughs> yeah. Do this kind of thing. And, and for the, you know, for the pandemic, I just kind of kept describing it to people because some people were like, you know, I think felt very helpless and out of control. And I was like, well you you're not in control and that's probably the best case scenario because this is this is like uh this is basically just a snow day i don't know if you got like it, it, but like you know when you were when a blizzard hit and there was a snow day you the buses couldn't get to you you couldn't get your car out or you couldn't go to school or whatever the deal is and it was out of your control there was nothing you could personally do about it can't control the weather And somebody else had issued a, you know, a state of emergency or whatever it is. So you can't leave your house. I'm like, that's all this is, is for, for once, everything that's going wrong has nothing to do with you. So just kind of watch it on. I mean, it's, it was terrible, like all the shit that was going on, but Mm -hmm. couldn't be helped. So I was like, just kind of think of it that way. We're like, focus on you and, and do what you can to make yourself feel good. And, and that's it. And, um, I think it helps some people. And in the beginning, like I said, I was, um, I was kind of like, Oh wow. I don't have to deal with scumbags right now. That's kind of a relief. <laughs> like I, you know, I got yeah. to, I got to like put my, put, put things that mattered into focus and, and the things that, you know, necessarily didn't matter that much, but had to be done out of, out of uh, my line of sight. And I felt good for a bit.
0: Yeah. I mean, that, that, that's good. And, and you're quite right. I mean, I've, I, have I, although things exacerbate at different times i'd suffered from depression for for a long long time so it, it is it is weird when um like i've had it in the past not necessarily through the pandemic but in the past where people are going mm-hmm. um you know something horrendous has happened and they've got um uh, kind of conditional depression like it, it's because of a certain yeah. event and uh, similar to what you've just said they kind of go oh yeah well you know how, how I, I don't know how this works how do i feel and it's like you're not necessarily going to feel like anything you might not feel yeah. anything at all you might just shut down it's like and that's and and you have so many people that go but why don't i and it's like because that's the way that your mind and your body has chosen to deal with this that's not yes. you haven't like you're not broken it just mm-hmm. feels like you are there may be part yes. of you that's gone i'm switching out right now but it doesn't mean you're it doesn't mean you're on the, the scrap heap it just means that you're in for repairs you know, it's, right. it's that kind of the kind of way of thinking of it, but it's a good way to um, put it.
1: Well, my friend is going through a breakup right now, like a, a, a really bad breakup. Um, And, you know, she was kind of questioning things that she was doing and and whatever. And I was like, look, like with anything, with any kind of loss or even if, if it's a breakup or if it's something else, you know, I'm like, your process is going to be different, but you're going to learn from the process that you're going through at this point. So the next time you go through this, you'll pick stuff up, healthy habits, hopefully that you did the, the last time and apply them to the next time or whatever. But right now, whatever you're going through is not necessarily right or wrong. It's just your fucking process. Cause you know, when you, when you break up with somebody or when something like that happens, you're like, do I text this person? Do I do that? You're second guessing everything. Cause you're wondering what the other person's thinking, no matter what the situation is. But mm. I'm like, you gotta, just gotta do what makes you feel good and not worry about Aside from, you know, breaking into their house and setting their shit on fire. Like, you know, don't, don't do everything that makes you feel good. Yeah. But like, you know, all the, all the dumb, silly shit that you're like, well, well, that's how you're choosing to work through it at the time. So don't beat yourself up over it. Learn from it. And then you, eventually it'll pass.
0: Absolutely. I mean, it, there's this weird idea that we should all be exactly the same for, for grief, for loss, for, yeah. for, for um, a pandemic. This idea that we all, well, it's all happening <laughs> to us the same. And you're like, yeah, but if I gave eggs, flour milk uh, and stuff to mary berry then i'm gonna mm-hmm. get a nice cake if i give it to um mike on Me. the street i'm yeah. gonna get fuck all you know i'm gonna <laughs> get such so just because we have the exact same ingredients doesn't mean you get mm-hmm. the same outcome so it's it's a really weird way of thinking that we seem to believe that when it comes to mental health no that's i i, I must be the same as everyone else it's like the lego movie right you know, as if we should be singing along and, and, and you know and walking down the street it's just like that's not how this works right um, right right so I mean, do you want to give us a bit more? Because we we kind of skipped. over. we went straight into just kind of going, "Yeah, this is John. Of course, you know who he is." Um, but do you want to give a bit <laughs> more? Of, um, a bit more of a background about um yourself, where you think potentially your depression manifests from, if you know it all, um, and kind of your background, because obviously there's there's some other things that I, I know you, you talked about your father and things um in other streams, um, and and kind of all that background and how it's led you to where you are now. And as we we spoke about off camera, into this idea that I think a lot of us have of the, the tears of a clown where right. so many comedians seem to have a background in in depression mental health and things like that so kind of how did it come about
1: i think i think for comedians in general i mean like i i feel like i don't know exactly know where mine necessarily stems from maybe i haven't done the work to kind of figure it out i could pinpoint you i feel like anybody can go back in their timeline in their life from a kid or whatever and go okay uh could be this could be this could be whatever and then kind of make a bridge to your depression that way. And I think that might help some people to kind of crystallize it and clarify it. I think it just is, you know, um, genetics or it is what it is. You know what I mean? I think I'm, I'm inclined to uh, fall into depression very easily if I allow myself to do it. You know what I mean? Like if I, and I can, and I think, you know, having had it happen when I was younger and having it happen so easily, but finding coping mechanisms and ways to work around it has helped me go oh if I do this I'm not coming back for a while you know what I mean or if I if I'm you know if I overthink this or whatever so it it lets you kind of see where you're where you're headed or whatever as far as being a comic goes I think I do have that kind of mindset I think I've always had that kind of mindset I don't think it's something that a lot of people who do stand up you know um, they they've got the mechanism down you know what I mean like they they know the tricks and they kind of figure out the word play and, and they can get on stage and act as a comedian. And I think there's other comedians who are predisposed to think a certain way. And when you're like that, you kind of absorb everything. If you, if the job of a comedian is to be observant and absorb everything around them and to be self-aware, how could you not be susceptible to depression because you kind of see the bullshit and, and you, and your job is to talk about it and expose it every day and expose it within yourself and other people and th- and also then to break it down comedically in a different way. So you're taking all this other shit in. How are you not, you know, predisposed to going like wow, everything seems kind of fucked, but the humor side of it goes everything seems kind of fucked, it's kind of hilarious. You know what I mean? Like it, I think that's the warped side of the side of a, a a comic is to be like, yeah, you know, uh it's it's to look at it in a different way. And I think that's another coping mechanism. I think that's the kind of shift that comics tend to make. And there is, there is, like you said, the tears of a clown thing where like they come from some tragic childhood thing or, or abuse or whatever it is. Um, I just think they're too, I don't think they have to go together. I don't think I'm a comedian because I'm sad sometimes. I just think, um, I've, I, I like, I've always had that kind of mindset and I just happen to be, you know, predisposed to being depressed sometimes or, or whatever it is. Because I just don't, I just don't, I don't see the world the way other people see it. And I'm not doing that to be unique. I just, I just mean in general, like I actually genuinely don't understand some of the societal norms. So, yeah, you know, I'm
0: with you. And I think it's, it's quite strange since I've started to move in. I don't know about about yourself when you've kind of started doing Mm -hmm. podcasts and things, but as I've spoken to people more about their mental health in the past year, um, it's, it's quite strange to realize that there's other people that don't see the world the same as everyone. Cause uh, when, yeah. when, when I was growing up, it's kind of going, well, I don't get why you're like this. This does like, I, mm-hmm. I don't understand why you think this way. It literally doesn't make sense. Like that's not, that's, that logically doesn't, why, why would you do that? Why would you say this? Why would you act like this? And right. then you kind of start to meet other people and kind of go, Oh shit, I'm not alone. Okay. Right. Yes. There's, there's others that we're, we're okay cool right that neurodivergent gallon okay but but yeah we exist fucking hell um (laughs) one of the reasons i really dislike the whole um trigger warning thing because uh Mm -hmm. the the idea of trigger warnings is just a great way to completely block it off from both sides because there's two biggest issues is that trigger warnings have been brought in by neurotypical people Mm -hmm. in a way so that we don't upset them and you're there kind of going you've or make them feel uncomfortable you're like You've spent your entire existence making us feel uncomfortable, and now we have
1: to make <laughs> fuck up, fuck
0: you. I don't, I don't give it, we don't give I a shit can... about YouTube. You and also, it's this weird thing that um I, I've I've I had this back and forth with someone, they just didn't get it. Of like, if you're doing a trigger warning, mm-hmm. you are automatically gatekeeping mental health because yeah. you have to decide what is a trigger warning. Because mm-hmm. if you've if you've had abuse. Your memories of childhood, maybe of a teddy bear, and a teddy bear may be a trigger warning to you. But are you ever going to see a program or a film or anything that has a teddy bear and then says trigger warning? There's a teddy bear in this film. Of course, you're know, fucking right, because no one would do that. However, yeah. by doing it on something else, are you now st- saying that that person's um, trigger and that person's trauma is more valid than somebody mm. else's?
1: Right. So I don't it, trust anybody. Yeah, I don't trust anybody who has who tells you um that they're that they're, they come from a place of fear about anything in particular like if you're doing if they're doing it to prevent anything from happening themselves then i'm like totally respect that you go do your own thing but yeah. i'm gonna like but when people try to impose their own uh uncomfortableness or fear or whatever it is onto you saying this makes me upset this should also make you upset i'm like go fuck yourself because <laughs> yeah. i I'm like, you need to get out of my way because I'm trying to have fun and you're, you're bumming me out here. And it's weird because those are the same people who build these podcasts too. Like there's, there's so many comics that I know um, who have like mental health podcasts, which mm-hmm. is fine, which is great. But uh, over time, I realized a lot of it was about branding because they do not at all preach what they do on these podcasts about understanding and you know whatever it is and how other people communicate and you're like oh this is just a fucking thing for you like you you, you may mm. feel this way to an extent but you're really just putting on a show and you know other people are, are doing the same thing but it's 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 not acted upon in social um situations because I've met those pe- some of those people mm. and I have watched how they behave in a club setting or whatever it is and I'm like god damn you're a piece of shit like you know and it's kind yeah. of a bummer too and it's like one of those things where like like i'm all for therapy all for people going to therapy and seeking it but i also feel like you have to acknowledge that sometimes um some people go into therapy and they just become uh well adjusted monsters you know what i mean we're like they're there to to justify their own shitty yeah. behavior and they come out uh accepting of of you know bullshit and their own yeah their own crap. And it's like, man, and not to discourage people from going to therapy, absolutely go to therapy, but it's only you, you get out of it, what you put into it. So if all you're doing is to go for reassurance of your own fucked up point of view, then Holy shit, you're going to be worse when you come out of it. Yeah. You kind of cherry picking, cherry picking, what kind of therapy you want to go into.
0: And I mean, (laughs) there's a a, a similar thing. Like I had the other day I got, um, when I was on Twitch, I got raided by um, like a massive crypto coin stream um, and randomly on there. Which I was like, what the fuck? Bearing in mind my internet is so bad at the moment, I'm streaming from a phone, and that happened when I was streaming from a phone. Um, But one of the people in in my community, after it kind of started to die down, were just like, "Oh, you you exactly the same." And I was like, "What do you mean?" And the (laughs) fact that basically, as you were just saying about those comedians, um, every stream that she'd been into beforehand, not every, Mm. but a lot of them, when they'd had big rage or anything like that, that person had immediately changed.
1: Oh, right, right.
0: I'm very kind of, I will swear, I will be open about this. If you're going to come in and troll me, I'm going to chew you out before I ban you. Mm -hmm. So you have to fucking listen to me, you piece of shit. (laughs) I'm like, like, I'm going to be that person. I'm not going to be there going, here's a Dumbledore quote to get you through to tomorrow. That's not me. And uh, she, she was really surprised of kind of like, oh, like not in a bad way, but it was just the kind of, like I really expected maybe something would happen, but actually like, you're exactly the same. That's awesome. Like you, you yeah. are still, you are still that. And it's, and it, it's that worries me. As like you just said with the comedians, it's like I don't understand. And again, this goes back to not understanding other people. <laughs> it's kind of a, I yeah. don't get why you like I've I've always said to people there's a there's a difference between how I am on screen and how I am off screen. That is the right. case. That has to be the case. Anyone that says they are exactly the same on screen as off screen are either lying either consciously or unconsciously because Mm -hmm. they just don't realize that you have to. Sometimes when you leave your house, you put on a mask. However, I think if you have a certain way of talking about things, if you change completely, then there's a, mm-hmm. a fucking problem. Like, I, I actively say to my community, please don't ever put me in a pedestal. Don't say that I'm uh, positive. Don't say I'm wholesome. I am an arsehole. It's just whether I'm your kind of arsehole. <laughs> that's it. That's the only thing. Like, yeah. It's, it's that, was it Die Hard 2, I think, is the, the, I'm, you know, I'm, I am an arsehole. I'm just your kind of arsehole. It's, it's that. That's, that's me mm-hmm. in the community. So, um, it's really funny, of course, when I get people in that just want to like do the whole positivity thing with me because I'm like, nah, that's not how this works. Um- yeah, no, <laughs> I,
1: no, I feel you, man. And that that doesn't fly with me either. I'm not a big fan. Like, I'm like i I'm all for whatever helps anybody else individually. Like, if that's your thing, that's totally fine. But I get kind of creeped out when people try to push what works for them onto you. Mm. Like, here's, like, when anybody's like, this is what, you know, here's, here's why I don't want to kill myself. And I'm like, that's great. I'm glad you don't want to anymore but that's not how I function. <laughs> yeah. So you're going to need to, you know, piss off with your religion shit or whatever the hell else you, like, if it works for you, that's great. It's not going to work for me. So don't, don't push it onto me. And I back and, and to your point about the uh, trigger warning shit. I think mm-hmm. I talked a little about this on, on um, Dave's. I'm not sure, but uh, I feel like people need to be in uncomfortable situations. Mm-hmm. Like, I think you should, I think, I think if you're in your own home, you know uh, that's where you're comfortable that's where you're allowed to be comfortable the minute you step outside your fucking door you have to be able to adjust to the world around you and i don't believe in buffering for other people's insecurities i think i think that's how you you know develop in a society i think that's how you become approachable i think that's how you develop as a human being and this idea that everybody has to be protected from a point of view or um swearing or something that they might not like to see first of all you don't know what you like especially when you're young so the idea that these movies and shit like that now like i'm not at movies come with a warning before you even see it that's Mm -hmm. like this might fuck you up and well it should maybe it should (laughs) maybe maybe it will maybe it won't like maybe you'll enjoy it but i i you won't know if you're just constantly being you know uh warned beforehand like god you should be able to fucking experience shit on your own before somebody tells you what you may or may not like
0: oh absolutely i mean i think for me it's this kind of stepping outside of your, your comfort zone i think can have two steps and w- but for people that make films tvs and things like that only have a one step so for me you, you have like you're here this is this is where you are right now you're in this ball mm-hmm. and you can step out to about here just just a bit out and that's going to be uncomfortable that's going to be uncomfortable mm-hmm. you know it's, it's outside of your comfort zone but oh okay it's a bit uncomfortable but you know what i can fucking do this yeah but what the movie and tv are assuming is that we're on the second step and actually it's out here and it's like no no no, no. because we can get to here but we we do it ourselves bit by bit but what you're, go- yes. you're doing is you're giving us warnings for here on this bit yes and that never allows us to grow anywhere because we just assume that everything is bad I must stay in it's and it, right. like I say most of it is to stop um us as neurodivergent people making mm-hmm. neurotypicals uncomfortable yeah. and you're like that you spend your fucking life doing that like mm-hmm. doing that to us and then when you do show us in media most of the time it's bullshit anyway
1: yeah I mean, yeah absolutely Ra- rain
0: man I, I i cannot smack my head against a wall enough times for that <laughs> bullshit. um I, I i just rain man is wrong on literally every right. single thing like absolutely none of it is right even down to the fact that the person it's based on by most people's
1: um actual diagnosis afterwards didn't even have fucking autism so yeah <laughs> just like, and, just the, and, the, and the biggest flaw is that tom cruise is taller than dustin hoffman that is horseshit <laughs> uh, but yeah <laughs> no i know what you just mean definitely mean, yeah
0: yeah but yeah. It, absolutely the, the whole trigger warning thing is 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 horrible and i always think it should be a an open chat or a, or a closed chat or a normal chat yeah. so instead of having trigger warning, just say it's an open chat uh, which um when you said dave anyone that's listening it's mindset by dave he's been on here before um yeah so it's um you know an open chat instead of going You know, if you walked into buy some some trainers, sneakers somewhere, and you immediately got told, okay, well these these are these are the kind of normal ones. Those ones over there are really expensive. So there's a big fucking red mark on them. There's a (laughs) warning. They're expensive. You're not gonna go anywhere near them. However, hey, these are expensive, but you're welcome to have a look round. Maybe you (laughs) go in, like you go. Okay, well, oh no, actually, no, they are a bit too expensive. I'll go back over here. Right. Cool, fine for you. You're not. You're not able to at the moment. That's cool. You go into that normal chat. But if you yeah. are, maybe you'll te- step in and go. Yeah. You know what? Fuck it. I. 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 I won. I won on a scratch card the other day. I've got a couple of extra bucks. Yeah. I'll grab it. You know. And it,
1: and it's also weird to tell people what they can and can't survive. You know what I mean? In terms of like a uh, media or a conversation or, or anything like that. It, I think that kind of fucks you up and inhibits you just as a person in general. It's like really, I'm not strong enough to sit through a two-hour piece of shit entertainment from the 60s but uh but you know then how are you going to survive other things i think the more you realize you can just wake up the next day and be okay the better you're going to be able to cope with massive shit that happens to you or you know um or even the little shit that you that you might not be able to you know uh stop your brain from focusing on if you can go look, I did A, B, C, and D and made it out okay. I think I can handle this awkward work meeting or meeting new people for the first time or whatever it is. Like you build upon that. But when you don't have those tools, when you're growing up, you're fucked. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, Then you're on my... Twitter
1: hashtagging and complaining about, you know, nonsense. I know you have a problem
0: with Twitter. I, I remember. Um...
1: I've loathed that fucking site. <laughs> with a with an absolute passion if they're all yeah go ahead we don't have to talk about it i i managed to avoid all of the shit on that I, I seem to be quite lucky you're... my
0: favorite my favorite thing for, for trigger warnings was i went onto a radio station a local radio station once um mm-hmm. when i was the president of a student um mental health charity Ooh. in the university and nice. i had to give a trigger warning that i was about to talk about mental health because i was introducing myself as the president of a mental health group you're like I'm sorry, you're getting me to trigger warning that I'm talking about mental health, but using the words mental health, how fucking stupid
1: are you? Right, exactly. (laughs) I'm I'm sorry, but
0: if the people listening to this don't understand that someone that's come on under your request to talk about mental health as a a society do not understand that that's going to be talking about mental health, they're not not fucking, they're they're not clever enough to turn the radio on. Like, let's be honest. (laughs) Um, It's just ridiculous. But- yeah. um, and obviously you've had some more um kind of creative ways of dealing with it. my my way of dealing with um mental health stupidity and my own um demons is shout at people online generally. But
1: um oh I've done the same shit. I'm right there with <laughs> you, dude. I, I have absolutely <laughs> lost my shit collectively on people on Facebook and stuff like that, which by the way is hilarious because it doesn't fucking like it makes you feel good for like half a second. And then yeah. after a while, you're like, this is not like politically, whatever it is, like. Like sometimes it's good as a tool, especially for a comic to be like, I'm going to write this shit down and see how people feel about it. And also Mm. it kind of helps you as a writer, like reinforce your own bullshit sometimes because you're like, well, if I can't argue this point, then it's not a valid, it's not a strong enough point or a valid enough thing. I don't mind using it as a tool that way, but it does kind of take away a lot of precious time that could be spent elsewhere. Um, You know, and, and after a while you have to pull back and realize this is not you know, I have a I have a couple friends who uh, spend way too much time on Twitter, um, and they're just always getting angry over nonsense, over bullshit. Mostly getting angry over rich people and and when they have conversations like, uh, where I'm just like, you know what? They're putting on a show. They all have their own fucking dumb opinions. At the end of the day, they're making more money than any of us, and they they are unaffected by the shit that we're affected by. So there's no point in getting angry about it because they also can't, you know unless you're raging at politicians locally or federally or whatever it is and trying to make change that way yelling at like celebs or people with their fucking shitty opinions or what it doesn't matter because they're not they're not making rules they're making law it's like people get upset about you know joe rogan or whatever half the time and they're like there, that guy and he's uh, whatever and it's like he's he's just talking he's not doing any like he's you know what i mean like Granted, he's got his followers and all that other shit, but at the end of the day, he's not affecting political change. He's not legislating anything, you know, uh, no. and there's, you know, it's, it's ridiculous.
0: It is, it is. It's quite funny as well, because, of course, um, Joe Rogan, for instance, when people want to have a go about Joe Rogan, you kind of go, yeah, but we know he's not an expert on this thing. However, if brazilian jiu-jitsu comes out then we will go hey, actually you know we need to talk to him so yeah kind of just to completely cut someone off because they've ever had an opinion it's fucking weird to me um and it's 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 quite strange because i um and i remember because i saw this when you did um the podcast with uh mindset by dave is mm. i was an elected politician locally <laughs> my my oh, background really? is politics so oh no nice. um, i am when i think in the podcast um dave said like um oh I need to get someone on that understands all this stuff and I was like bruh what the
1: fuck? Like,
0: <laughs> um, I know it seemed like it but dear god man I like I have a I have an I have an undergraduate degree and a master's degree and I was an elected politician. what the fuck more do you want from me um like, <laughs> so it's also, um like you say when you have those arguments on Facebook I, ha- I had one during um my favorite one which um will, will stick with me and it's um it's probably the only time where I've 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 had that moment where it felt like you know what, mic drop, I'm done, which was during the Brexit um thing, the whole kind of Brexit talk, and I had my opinion, and you know. It- at that point, it is it is opinion. and I, I have a big thing between opinion and fact. And it is it was opinion. It was opinion. Mm-hmm. There was no facts. We didn't fucking know for sure. Right. It was opinion. Some of them were shitty opinions, but they were still opinions rather than anything else. <laughs> and so I put my opinion forward and we had this one person came back. It was in like a long thread of stuff and just just went, um, oh, yeah, we'll go and get a degree in politics and then come back and do it. Like, like as if he'd done something there. And I'm like. Okay, so I have an undergraduate degree in politics, a master's (laughs) degree in politics and um, political theory and practice of resistance. I was an elected politician for four years um, and I've been involved in um, politics in national, local and uh, county level for about the past decade. Is there anything else you'd like me to have done? And you just thought they never responded. (laughs) Everyone just going, oh, shit. The whole thing. I was like okay i'm good now i'm good that's, like, fantastic. That's, that's that's done me for the day but you, right. you're right you do get into those kind of continuing bullshit where you could be put into better things and of right. course you have i mean I, I mentioned at the beginning you you created dup it, and this comes from yes from your, your love of jim henson so was jim henson something you kind of latched hold on as a child because of yeah things? and you just got, so yeah well yeah, if you're yeah i mean it,
1: comedic- comedically the muppets are, are just brilliant i mean jim henson's <laughs> I think Jim Henson's like philosophy on life and working with people. And he was just, um, you know, uh, anybody who talks about Jim Henson, like the work environment he created was um, supportive and um, collaborative and just the best ideas move forward. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, it wasn't uh, like anybody who did come forward with an idea they got listened to or whatever. And just the stuff that he was putting out in the world, it just seemed to always be, a genuinely good thing even the humor was like based in tension you know what I mean like between the Muppets but when they were good they're not great anymore but um but they were a bit you know they're not <laughs> like I'm a, could have a deal with them but they're still they're, they're not they're not what they used to be because those guys they, it all came from personal experience and they and they based the show on the Muppets having like genuine interaction and tension and stuff like that but it was still all like you know the surface of it was love you know what I mean and and it was good-natured whatever Mm. um so i i gravitated towards that when i was a kid loved the uh comedy of the muppet show and the muppet movie and all that other stuff and then growing up um because i was such a huge fan when i decided to do Dup it um it was originally written uh years before and i had forgotten about it um as somebody who had like a manifested like an actual person but it was just like, and it was perceived to be like a shitty roommate because that's what we, my friend and I were talking about depression as it's just a bad roommate. It's just this guy Mm -hmm. that you live with who doesn't clean himself up and is the worst representation of yourself. And, you know, just sits on your chest in the morning and, you know, wakes you up by punching the face, like just this, like, uh, everything you feel when you're like truly depressed or whatever, and you're waking up Mm -hmm. for the first time. Um, and then I was written that way. And then I'd, uh, brought it to my writing partner, And I was like, we should pitch this as a show. And then we started to rework it. And then we were like, it's going to be hard to do all the, all the really ridiculous shit we wanted to do if we were shooting it on our own with an actual person. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, we both fans of the Muppets and we were like, well, what if we just turned it into a puppet? And I did have um, a puppet in the garage. And I was like, well, we'll take this. And one of my buddies, Greg Johnson, used to be a puppeteer and he re and he reworked it. He's an art teacher. Now, but he like he restuffed it and made it look like me, um, which was hilarious. And uh yeah, and then we we so we decided to turn it into a puppet and we named it Duppet because it was like Depression Puppet, um, so not a Muppet or whatever. And then uh yeah, so this guy, the main character in the in the short film, um, his depression manifests itself into this puppet, and uh and uh it winds up just you know being the worst version of himself in this movie um but the whole thing the whole premise of the whole thing is about it's a short it's a very short we had we made it in like a couple weeks and um you know it got some press and it got it went around for a little bit and it attracted the Tencent company which is great um so they flew me out you know i went out to see them and uh we were talking about making it into a series but the whole essence of it was about communication and how talking about it with people and realizing you're not alone because that's what depression's job is is to make you feel alone and isolated Um, so that was, yeah, that was like the crux of the whole thing, but it was never one of those things I wanted to do. Cause I, I like, it's kind of funny when you put something out there and it's interpreted, um, people, you know, you can't help how they feel about it or whatever, which is fine. I'm glad I'm thrilled that it resonated with a lot of people, but it is Mm -hmm. kind of funny because the way I think we talk about depression and shit like that socially is with, Safe spaces and trigger warnings and all that kind of crap. And my focus on it, and I've always said this in interviews and stuff like that, which I always feel like is kind of a not with you or Dave, but like a twist with like you know uh, reporters or or blogs that kind of focus on mental health. Is yeah. that I am for and pro getting through these things. I'm not an it's okay not to be okay guy. Like it's mm. okay not to be okay. I believe it is not okay to fall back on it and live like that. I think your whole focus should be is getting better and reentering society and not like, you know, letting this shit beat you down to the point where you can't, where everybody has to focus on how to, to buffer you from whatever's going on. And I don't think enough people talk about it. And I really wanted to address that more in later episodes and, and do that kind of stuff. But the pandemic hit and yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Um, because I really do think that there's a thing where people are like, hey, you know what, um, this is me and I can't, you know, go in, t- whatever. Like I had a friend who could not reenter a store. Like if we went, if we walked out of a store and she was like, I think I actually do want that thing, she would mm-hmm. not go back in because she was afraid of what people might think if she walked in and back out again, that she would think she was stupid for not mm-hmm. getting it the first time which is understandable nobody gave her shit with the time but you're like how are you not working on that <laughs> like yeah. how is that just a thing you've accepted you know without and being like no this is just who i am we can't go back in the store again and i was like well
0: i'm gonna go back in the
1: store <laughs> so and we actually did like she went with me because it, i made it seem less like a scary thing but it's a weird it's a very fine line like you know with people where they're just like Yeah, i just don't do that and it's like well You're forty, so it's time to fucking figure that shit out.
0: Yeah, it's it's weird. It's like the the it's okay not to be okay is. uh, So I've heard it so many times, and I I get Mm. as as a message, yeah, great. But the problem is, is that it's not a message anymore. It's a fucking hashtag. Yeah, yeah. You know, when when you go into someone's stream on Twitch or on YouTube or on Facebook, or if you go onto someone's podcast on the radio. Uh, when there's a problem, when somebody's saying, like, I'm not okay today, you get them going, oh, it's okay not to be okay. Um, let's go back to Apex Legends. Like,
1: what the fuck <laughs> are you doing?
0: Like, either you have some kind of resources for that person. Like, it's okay to say that to someone. But if that's right. all you're saying and you're not following up with fucking anything, then right. what good was that comment? That comment is, it doesn't doesn't solve everything by just saying it. it's not a magic it's you've got a fucking wand you're not harry potter it doesn't do anything yeah you need to actually go it's okay not to be okay but when you're um, ready to you know yeah. see about something better here are some resources for you or right. if you are able to have that conversation with someone if you feel that you have the ability to do it then you can have that conversation but to just go it's okay not to be okay because you know that's a hashtag that everyone uses so whoo back to yeah. I'm like what the fuck well,
1: it's <laughs> it's like when people post shit every like it's like the suicide prevention month or whatever the hell it is mm-hmm. or, or like they'll have all that other crap and they'll be like and i'll just see these people who you know uh post a shit that's like hey you know uh call there's always help call this hotline or whatever and it's like yeah you know or reach out to your fucking friend, like just do that shit. Like no one, like I I try to emphasize that more than anything. Like everybody knows the fucking suicide hotline number. Everybody knows you can call, What people don't understand is when you feel like that, You know, your brain tells you there is nobody you can call. Nobody gives a shit. You're on your own. Fuck you. And, and you, it literally draws you out of society. So no, your first instinct is not, (laughs) let me call this a hotline. Like, so how about you just check on your, how about you just do the due diligence of being a friend, which is what everybody used to do. You know, I I have people who like, I've known for 20 something years, even before we had, um, you know, like I grew up like in the middle range where, we had we cassette tapes cd's phone you know whatever so we you know i'm like the elder millennial. Oh, um, I'm with you don't worry. Okay i figured as much but i didn't want to also just assume. Um <laughs> I, I look like shit you don't. So it's like you know what i mean like i don't want to assume like i i'm dead inside. So there's like but like i i still have friends that i've known for like 20 something years who now assume friendship is just sending me memes and that's how they check in and i'm like yeah, they're a little bit like, oh, you didn't invite me to this thing. I'm like, well, because we haven't talked or I don't know, you know, I mean, like, and they're like, well, we, I, I send stuff like that doesn't count. (laughs) Like, I'm not like, you know what I mean? Like, it's this weird thing where like, now there's just a general acceptance. So like, what am I, like, it's weird how we've had to adapt to, um, really shitty, um, trying to think of the best, uh, communicative behavior, right? Like, Mm. like people who, Normally, I, like one of my friends turns their uh, text notifications off at a certain time. So not when she's sleeping or whatever the hell it is. And I was talking to her about it recently. And I was like, why do you do Because we were supposed to do whatever it was. And she was like, oh, I have my text off. I don't I don't respond to anybody past six. And I'm like, why? And then as I started to talk to her about it, she was very like, upset and like, visceral where she was like, well, and she's got all these younger people that she works with and they don't respond. And she feels slighted by it. She was like, well, fuck that. I'm going to do this. You know what I mean? So I'm like, well, that's obviously, you know, that's not the right way to behave. And they're, they're not from, you know, they're, they're doing their own dumb shit or whatever, but it's so weird to me that instead of just being like, well, that's not what I'm going to do. Like I respond to every text immediately Yeah, and for the most part, if I don't, I'm either showering or dead. Like there's really no, there's no in between, you know, or I'm on stage or whatever it is. But like, for the most part, I just do it. And people I've noticed seem to think that's like a weakness or a hindrance. Like, why don't you make people wait? Well, because fucking why? But I realized that <laughs> yeah. that's like, that's like a weird kind of um, that's, I also think that has to do with some kind of mental health thing where they're just, people are so afraid to communicate or to respond or to seem needy or whatever it is. And I'm like, if we're going to develop, if there were, if we're going to grow with this technology, we have to adapt like, um, new ethic, new, new, what, not ethics, but you know what I mean? I'm trying to think of the, um, the word and it's escaping me, but, uh, social norms, I guess, or whatever yeah, you want to call yeah. it. I don't know what it is, but like, I would treat it as like, if you and I were walking down the street and I said, Hey man, what's going on? And you said nothing to me and kept walking. And then two <laughs> days later you were like, Hey man, not like you found me. And, were like, hey, <laughs> and I'd be like, the fuck was that? Like, that's what you have to treat that shit. Like instead of, yeah. you know, but people don't it's weird yeah, i mean it's it, it's I, I i'm i'm
0: the same i i've to text messages straight away i get i i'm i am one of those assholes that just gets irritated at people that don't respond then because i'm like mm-hmm. no but but I, but i know you can like but the f- fucking respond like yeah i don't you're get on, it like, they're on
1: it all the time yeah exactly like, you know, know like
0: I was with you last night and you fucking, you were on it all the way through our meal. You you, you no, fuck, I know that you're looking at it, you cunt,
1: right? Like, just fucking, exactly, exactly. Every meal with everybody. And then, yeah, and then, and then you they go to respond them and you. they're
0: like, I said, like, oh, yeah, I saw it. Where if you saw it, why didn't you respond to it? Like, what? Yeah. I don't, I don't understand that. Like, I saw it. And then it. people
1: put it on you and they're like, well, I don't want to have the anxiety or the pressure. Well, fuck you. You're alive, dude. You have <laughs> the anxiety. Like, yeah. figure That's... out how to navigate through that and be a, per- be, a be a person. Yeah. Like, yeah. that. Mean, that's your only job.
0: My friend, my friends are really good, but I'm I'm shit. When, when, and like you say, when it when it's um mm-hmm. when you're in that time where you um are actually in a depressive episode or you're you're kind of on your way down, you're quite right. You don't. I mean, I oh, still yeah. kind of say to people, look, fuck it, look, please for the love of God, go to this. But you're quite right that you don't want to. And I've literally messaged yeah. my friends before and gone, guys, I'm I'm not okay. I'm I'm not yes. okay. And they've responded to me and I've immediately gone. No, no, it's fine. Because I'm a fucking idiot. And I'm like, because <laughs> I'm like, no, no, no. But like you just said, I'm like, I don't, I now don't want to bother them. Even though, and for, for, to, to, to be good to my friends, they, they've literally gone, Adam, shut the fuck up. What's the matter? Like, right, what, right, right. what's actually well, going on? Like, don't, be, don't be an idiot. Um, but right. it's, it, it, it's, it does seem to be an immediate response. He's going to go, like, yeah. I've reached out and then immediately gone, no, no, I didn't mean to do that. Like, fuck.
1: <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've done the same thing too. Like, I, I and, it, and it is one of those things where, like, sometimes you do need, like sometimes, whatever's bothering you, it helps to have somebody go, like you said, your friend just was like, Well, what the fuck, dude? What's going on? What's the matter? Stop being an idiot. And then some, sometimes that legitimately works and you need that. And sometimes feeling like you shouldn't have reached out is kind of almost justifiable because you're like, Well, what can they really do? And what are they, you know what I mean? Like, like one, don't, I don't I feel like don't ever be afraid to reach out to your friends or whatever. But I think that also that other feeling of, like, again, unless you're, like, on a bridge or whatever and you're about to, like, you know, sky swan dive off of it or whatever. But, like, but w- when it's regular stuff, sometimes it does make sense where you're, like, well, what the fuck are they going to do? And maybe I need to focus on this. You know, it feels good to just be able to go, hey, just glad you know you're there. You don't have to do anything. Like, you know what mm. I mean? Like, I think that's yeah. normal to be, like, I'm just letting you know I'm going through some shit right now, so just a heads up. But you don't need to do anything, and I think that's fair. I think that's that's good to let your friends know that you're, you know, you're working through some shit so also that they just don't think you're like blowing them off or or whatever's going on or you know
0: yeah. they also you know. Don't
1: know to kind of check into that they? like they might go it's
0: been a Same. couple of days like i haven't heard from john uh john you, you good you good like, yep. you, okay I got- you responded cool right carry on yeah yeah. yeah. is like it's, it's that kind of because I, I think that's a lot, a lot of us kind of have that time where we we literally don't believe that anybody is there like we, we yeah we, we get this mindset of like no one is there no one's gonna give a shit um, and right. that's why I got really I got, I got so fucking irritated by this person and it was actually it was on Twitter I saw this so you're, you're right um, It was, <laughs> but it was of a streamer from Twitch um, right. and this person got a load of kind of oh that yeah this, this is definitely it and if that streamer wants to have this debate with me you're not going to be watching this but if you want to fucking bring it because <laughs> their idea of it was this person had come onto their stream bearing in mind this person this streamer had had the hashtags mental health on their stream Mm -hmm. And this person had come in and basically said, I'm suicidal. Like I, I need to, I need to." And they had had a go at this person for coming in trauma dumping. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like for, for a start, if you had the mental health hashtags now I, I completely get that there may be people in your chat that that is distressing for and that you may be distressing for you however as I said before resources you can have resources then that's all it takes if you've got the mental health hashtag up there I think the least I should expect from you is that you have resources yeah might, it might be that that night you can't deal with it and that's cool certain mm-hmm. nights we can't deal with it but you should be able to go you know what I'm, I'm really sorry I, I can't deal with this right now however and get your mods to immediately go, hashtag resources. These are the people that you can talk to. If, you, if, you're, if you're reaching out, please reach out to them. Like something. But their thing was just have a go at them and how you know, you're know you coming in and you're trauma dumping and it's making everyone else shit. And you're like, no, 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 no. Because you, don't, you also don't know how many times that person has maybe maybe that day started with them in the morning trying to reach out to their friends and getting nothing, locals getting nothing, um, um, phone lines and getting nothing. And then finally, they have come onto Twitch that usually brings them some joy. And they've gone through everyone they could fucking think of. You've got a mental health hashtag. They've come to you and you've know how to go at them. You can yeah. literally be the reason that they are no longer here. And how the fuck would you know? Because you clearly don't give a shit. Like that exactly. really irritates me. That me and, too. and the fact that when that was on Twitter, that, that streamer, she got a load of praise for having for calling out people like that. And I'm like, oh no, that's not the way this shit works. Like right. if you come into my stream and you want to talk about things, Great. I may make the comment, because I have specific different things on different streams, but if you come into it, I may make the comment of this stream is recorded. On a Wednesday, I do one that I delete so that people can be more open, but I may I may hmm. say... The Wednesday stream is is deleted. This one isn't. Are you sure you want to? We want to talk about this. Sure. Because then, for many reasons, one, it might be that I, I'm also triaging to see where how far they are gone. Because if they just carry on, don't even really, don't even pay attention to me. Clearly, they need to be like they need fucking triage. Like somebody needs to talk to them. Um, and I've I've literally had like in front of me. I have a letter from someone literally who wrote to me and said like. I, I waited for your stream for half an hour just to, um, to be okay thank you i had a message from somebody else that was going through an abusive relationship the other day saying thank you and it's like because i'm I, if if i'm not there my 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 um my resources are like to the point where there are two other mental health streamers one of them being dave who mm-hmm. use my resources on their streams because right. i've set them up i went into and i collated that's those things so uh, like Anyone out there? Any streamer out there? If you want to, if you want to use them, okay. Up for Up for the challenge.org forward slash resources. You can use them. I don't give a shit. I'm not here to make. You know, I'm amazing. Just go and fucking use them. If you don't know where yeah. to go, that's a lot of different things. But the fact that people don't use them at all and then they just call call people. It's the way they say about calling people out as well. You're not calling I anyone. Out. What you're doing yeah. is effectively trying to end someone's life. That's what you're doing, right? Like by doing that, and it's just like fuck you. I really hate that kind of change in society that has made it like you're the problem. You, you, is that kind of neurodivergent against neurotypical, is that kind of, you're the problem because you're making me uncomfortable. You're making chat uncomfortable. It's like, you know what, right now, there's a lot of people in chat that may not be, be um, feeling great. They may be a little uncomfortable. However, I've got one, this one person here who may be fucking suicidal. I'm sorry, but I'm dealing with him first. Like (laughs) what the fuck? Oh, I get into very ranty with these podcasts. No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, I don't blame you, man. But
1: it's, it's, I was going to say, it's the same way, like I was talking about, when you see those comedians, when, when I have a couple comedians that I know who have these mental health podcasts and all that other crap, and they talk about it on there, and then they're surprised when they're approached by people. Mm. Like, I've never done, but like, I, I've seen it happen where they're surprised when they're approached by people who want to talk about mental health. And they're like, ooh, not my, you know what I mean? I'm like, look, yeah. like, <laughs> if you're going to broadcast yourself, as this person and you're going to actually devote time to it where you have your mental health podcast and then you're stunned that people feel close enough to approach you after a thing to talk to you about it you're a piece of shit like it's not just that like that's when it's just self-serving and it's just about you and um that kind of shit drives me crazy
0: yeah it's why i have business cards people never quite get they think oh because i actively don't um i tell people off if they try and sub to me like i I don't want your fucking money like that's i'm not here for that's not to say that anybody asking for subs is doing it in a bad way it's just for me i don't you know um but i have the i have the cards and the main main reason i have it on there is because it has my website so Ah. if somebody comes up to me and i'm out and about and like i can't deal with that like i'm i'm not in the right place to be able to do anything i can't talk to you right now really oh yeah here's one of my cards that's my website please go there also if you go to my twitch channel it's got stuff on there like please this is this is somewhere you can go um yeah so that's why I and i'm not have saying it. you it's have that... to like pull
1: up a table but it's it's just but having it's, it's that kind resource of... is good
0: exactly it's that it's that like in face um face-to-face resource thing but yeah i get right. i get so irritated by that whole thing we seem to have, we've turned into i mean i don't think we were ever really a, um, a society that really dealt with mental health but we've gone mm. from pretending it didn't exist to trying to completely compartmentalize everyone. Like I'm one of the few people yeah. that actually doesn't like the fact that, for instance, Twitch brought in uh, a lot of new mental health tags. I don't like that because right. it now separates everyone. Now oh well I'm going to search for the person with autism. I'm going to search for the person with an issue. I'm going to search... no 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 I'm going to search for the person that has mental health tag. I want more options for mental health. Like I want the mental health open chat, mental health chat so that mm-hmm. we have that separation. Um, the mental health chill out. You know, so it's just someone that's just doing meditation, the mental health. work That's what I want, because all we've done now is separate out everybody so that they're now completely closed off from each other. And now we can't help each other. We can't interact. You know, right. Well, you don't have the right to talk on this because you're not from this background of mental health and you're not. back. No, that's not how this should work. And it seems to be a trick that Twitch and Amazon, who obviously own Twitch, have pulled on everyone by going, look, we've answered what you asked for. No, you haven't you've added stuff to what we asked for a year after we fucking asked for it. Like that's not the same thing. Um, So do you find then with um, like with comedy and everything like that, do you find that it's um, it's been a good way for yourself and for other people to deal with, with mental health? And obviously you create this podcast now, and you talk um, very openly, you have a um, a similar ish style, I guess um, Mm -hmm. in the kind of, let's just listen into a random conversation which i'm guessing anyone that's still listening to me now will go yes this is fucking random adam um, but it's like that that approach so have you found yeah. that comedy well, I, has
1: really helped people yeah i think it does i think i think it's kind of an overlooked coping mechanism because it's weird because there's there is a divide between the people who are easily triggered or offended or whatever that is assuming that um comedians are talking about stuff to be um like, uh, to, yeah, to be edgier, to incite, whatever, when, when the the most bizarre thing is, is that this is a main coping mechanism, being able to tear apart for an hour, for an hour, think about like an hour and a half, you know, comedy shows, an hour and a half comedy shows should be the one place, especially a comedy club where you walk in and you leave all your fucking baggage outside and whoever's on stage gets to tear into, um, the fabric of society or their mental health or whatever the issue is yeah. and fucking make fun of it or talk about it openly. And then you can go back out to your problems. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Or, or, or the reality of it or whatever. But you also, people also have to realize that the person on stage, that's their way of working through stuff. That's mm-hmm. their coping mechanism. That's their, you know, um, saving grace for them and, and how their brain works or whatever. And I find that there's a conflict there and, yeah. and people are like, you shouldn't be talking about this because this shouldn't be made fun of. And it's like, it, absolutely should because mm. it it you know it makes it less painful and j- jokes about i mean i don't think there's anything off limits in comedy because uh as as, as far as like if, if it's funny you know what i mean like yes. and and they also have to understand that like the road to funny is often really unfunny shit like it's, it's like working out material means it's not going to be perfect at the time you see it, you know, for a second iteration of a joke, whether it's about cancer or whether it's about a personal experience or, you know, uh, suicide or whatever the hell it is, whatever, whatever the topic is, that was initially unfunny at one point in time. And this comic is working on making it funny and they're putting it through their own comedic process. So, yeah, it, and, and, and I don't understand like, you know, this whole thing where people are like here's what I don't find funny and I don't think you should talk about and this is why you're a piece of shit if you enjoy it that is so fucking harmful mentally and you know um like even physically because people are like why am I a piece of shit oh man maybe I'm not woke or I'm not thinking about this in a certain way and it's like no dude like this is how your brain is chosen to be is like one of the best ways to do it and I know a lot of people who benefit from it
0: yeah, I mean, you've even got people like Stephen Fry who, you know, the oh, he's the, the, brilliant.
1: The I obvious love kind Stephen of Fry. yeah,
0: the kind of the British gentleman who most yes. people would be like, you know, this is not, you know, he's not the same as say Ricky Gervais or Frankie Boyle right. who are known for that kind of comedy. Um whom both actually make the they both make the same point as you is, you know, we can be assholes, but it has to be funny. If it's not funny, then we're just the same as every other idiot. But um, yeah. with Stephen Fry, he's he's very much the kind of no I, you know he's very dapper however he has exactly the same attitude of no you you've you've mistaken the fact that you're upset with being like i have to care right like that's yeah. that's not my problem like right. the thing is it's, it's always interesting when people try and have that that um debate with stephen fry because of course stephen fry had a very very kind of public breakdown you know he's yeah. he suffered with he's he suffered with massive depression um uh, from um issues with addiction um to to bipolar disorder uh, just so many issues and so when people try and have a go in for him wh- who have no background themselves they personally have had no issues with mental health and they're trying to say that he's wrong because he's doing it and they're going no that's like the the problem you're having there is that with with Stephen Fry's he knows it. He's got lived experience as well as being able to talk properly about it. So when he says, "No, no, no this is just how I'm dealing with it," then fucking just just listen to them. Listen, the lived experience yeah. is
1: a big thing, I think, as well for for lot it, it is kind of funny that people people do not uh, care about experience anymore. Mm-hmm. They're like, "You're still." I had, I had somebody who um, I have a close friend who's a trans comic and was literally and and so not only does she have the benefit and knowledge of being a comedian and knowing what isn't and is isn't a joke and the intent of a joke and all that other shit she's also uh been trans since the 80s when it was really hard to make that even harder now to make that happen and i had somebody who was not trans or i think they were maybe um whatever they were going through literally shitting on this person telling them that they're wrong um it was and and that they have no idea where they're and I was like do you and and the funniest thing is is like once I was like you know she's trans right and then they were like oh really and then it went from doubling down on what they were saying to saying that she was old because she was older she was brainwashed in a different gender and I was like oh my god like just does experience count for shit anymore can you just put your horse shit aside for a second and just listen to somebody else's point of view it's it's insane to me
0: yeah, it's, it's I mean, uh, uh, Dave, Mindset by Dave, obviously has a story. I think he, he said it on the podcast comment if he did. But he says, because obviously he does kind of mindfulness um, coaching, he does a lot of um, yes. talks and things. that he went to, and in the UK, you're not meant to say commit suicide um i'm still gonna fucking say anyone want to have a go at me for it fuck you um (laughs) like if if somebody's tried to commit suicide they'll try to commit suicide i I know i know the reasons they have behind it but i really don't give a fuck um because i've tried so fuck you um (laughs) so with with um with dave he went to um one of these things where they were talking about it and this woman was talking about the fact that her brother had committed suicide like her brother had committed suicide and as she said the words committed suicide someone in the crowd stood up and said, actually, we're not meant to say committed suicide anymore. Oh like, my God. Are you fucking serious right now? And <sighs> apparently from what Dave said, she basically she just climbed up and just went off stage. Um, and it's like, oh. how fucking like, you're. Uh, I think it's even worse with people like that because it's like, you're meant to be the ones that understands. Like, what yes. fucking use are you to anyone? Uh, uh, right. If, you're, if your response to something, and it's the same with swearing. Like I, I have this with swearing. Um, mm mm-hmm. Um, I think swearing is similar in, in to to comedy in that you will push it to certain extremes in a need for yourself to get through something. Yes. Um right. and so when people go, oh yeah, but you shouldn't swear about it, I'm like, okay, so what I'm gonna do is when somebody's in dire need and mm-hmm. they're screaming for help and they say, I don't fucking know what to do, I'm gonna go to them, oh no, 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 no don't don't swear like you right you don't want any of that like what kind of fucking idiot are you like you don't yeah you it's don't weird do that we, that to someone
1: yeah it's weird that people try to police the way somebody's handling something at the time like yeah. and you know what's crazy too is like psychologically they've done studies and cursing and swearing does alleviate stress yeah. it, it releases pain it, it makes pain easier to deal with i think that, did they did you see this thing where they did where um People who uh stuck their fist in an ice but a freezing cold ice bucket, yes, yeah, you saw that where if they curse, they can hold it in there longer because you're like and it's like you know you can see the fucking benefits of it, yeah, and it's the same way with on stage i I refuse to do I mean I'm at the point where i I can at this point, but I refuse to do shows for adults when they're like, yeah, we would appreciate it if you didn't swear, well, fuck you, no, like i <laughs> like if you want me to be at my bet like. I mean, you know, there's always depending on the situation and the money or whatever. Like, I'm not going to do it if they're like, <laughs> there's, if they're going to, if they're going to be like, you know, there's, there might be kids there. Could you not do it? Then I'll be like, all right, that's fine or whatever. But if I'm in a room full of adults in like a nightclub and they're like, could you just ease up on whatever? And it's like, well, then no, it's not fun for me. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to say, I'm not, you know, I'm never using it as a punchline, but it's how I talk in general. And if you don't want me to do that, then you don't want me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I- that's how. That's it's completely right. I think that's completely right. If they, if they, if, and I, I say that to people that kind of, uh, when people say, Oh, yeah, but somebody's raided into you, you should, like we were saying earlier about somebody raiding in that they change. I'm like, No, because if they if somebody raids into me, if somebody comes to me for advice or somebody comes to me to talk about things, then if you've come into me, not realizing what I'm like, that's your own fucking problem. (laughs) You did that with Frankie Boyle thinking of comedy with Frankie Boyle. I remember seeing one of his recorded shows. And um, there was one kid in the front row. He's like, how old are you? He was like 14. He's like, and your parents brought you to one of my shows (laughs) fucking good luck. And he proceeded to talk about the fact that your parents know you wank, you know, your, your mum wanks and things like this. And it was like, I, fair play to oh. the parents for having the fuck, and fair play for that kid because that, yeah, like, F- Frankie Boyle wasn't going to change, no, his comedy and who he was. And I, Frankie Boyle's an obvious one to talk about because of the fact that Frankie Boyle is a recovering addict. Like right. he does, we he's basically openly said about the fact that he does this as a, as a response for him. He needs to do it because it it it, it gives him release it is a release yeah. for him because he doesn't know what the fuck else to do. it's really funny because people always assume he's some kind of drunk anyway
1: it's like no no i used to be not anymore <laughs> it's really weird
0: it's it's so strange with it
1: yeah yeah it is kind of weird i've done the same thing like like i i remember um one of the last shows i had before the fucking pandemic hit somebody brought their son uh no yeah their son and his girlfriend and they were both like I don't know, 17, 18 or whatever. And I was like, how weird is, is it? And then I just, but the funny thing is, is I didn't know they were sitting next to their parents. I was just shitting on them because they were younger and they were at this and they were at like an awkward thing with their table. And then I kind of looked over to the left and they were at a separate table and I'm like, Holy shit, is those your parents? And they were like, yeah. And I'm like, this is only going to get worse. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then just pers- because I was like, fuck it. Like everybody's here to have a good time or whatever, but you know, and then you, it's kind of funny because in a way, sometimes you pick somebody like that in the audience and you're like, by the way, you're sacrificing yourself for the other people in this room because now you're comedic fodder and that's just how it's going to go. Yeah. Um, But I love there's nothing like I feel like sometimes what happens in a comedy club, like if people could only see like I was at the comedy store in um, I think like 2015 before they started to do roast battle in L.A. Right. I was living out in L.A. and I was at the comedy store like every night. And there's a uh, they were doing roast battle. And it's like before it wound up on TV. I don't know if you have seen mm. Roast Battle or not, but it's Oh yeah, it we're was... it in the UK as well. Yeah. Okay, cool. Version. Oh yeah. Oh so fucking good. Jamie Carr is like probably one of the best fucking roasters. He just doesn't care. <laughs> he doesn't give a fuck and he's so goddamn funny. Um so uh so so I've got like the uh you know, we're we're all it's like I swear to god, there's like three hundred crammed in the belly room, which doesn't even fit that, you know. But we're all like standing watching this shit go down. It's Chappelle judging and Jeff Ross and a couple other people, and um The guys on stage they're younger comics one of them is in a wheelchair Mm. and the other one is um uh i think just on like has um uh i can't think of what the hell they had um whatever josh blue has i'm trying to think of that i'm Mm. I'm just blanking for some reason but basically crutch the whole thing and they are tearing into each other in a way that only to, and they were they were I mean for people who had just started doing comedy they were great they were unmerciful mm. and everybody in this room is just doubled over laughing because of they're talented they're so fucking good and then of course the judges get in and start ripping them apart too and it's all done with joy it's all done with love and I'm like it's I'm like if I wish people on the outside could see what happens in this room because they mm. would be I think they would be less uptight. I think because it's usually always the, the, you know, it's always the white people getting offended for the black guy in a room or like somebody, you know what I mean? Or whatever it is. And it's like, dude, you have no fucking idea like what people like and what they think. It's just, it's, you know, it's insane. oh yeah Um, And a lot of it has to do with somebody's own issues that they're not dealing with. It all comes back to, that's the thing, man. That's what I say about Twitter all the time too. It all comes back to mental health. I think that being able to have your face hidden by an avatar and your name hidden allows your mental health to just run fucking wild. And, and you get on these bandwagons and you just kind of trash other people. And, you know, um, and all in the name of, you know, not feeling good about yourself. And you're like, Oh yeah.
0: I think that's the issue with with Twitter, as opposed to say Twitch, for instance, because I, I always, um, my way of thinking is always that anonymity actually helps for mental health because you don't feel like you're judged but of course the difference between twitter and twitch is if 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 you say you have something like um, myself mindset by dave anxiety mm-hmm. papa poor, someone like that someone that does mental health is we talk Back in live time, and we're looking at you. Yeah. Like we're actually having a discussion. There's a, and we will back and we will just go fuck you and ban you. Like if, if you're going to get out of, con- out of control, and there's a community that, there's a true community that gets built. Whereas on Twitter, it's just, yeah, but I can just throw this into the ether and no one, kn- no one cares. No one knows. Right. Is- so it's not, there's no, there's no kind of real cutoff on Twitter. Whereas on, on yeah. Twitch or on YouTube or, or, or Facebook, they have those kind of interactions. There's, there's, you can be anonymous and yet anonymous in a good way you're using your anonymity because you're you're maybe scared of what's coming back at you rather than as a shield against your shitty behavior
1: Um, right well that's just it like social media is inherently antisocial. like that's exactly (laughs) what it's designed to do but i do i'm not i'm like twitch only i I only really kind of got onto twitch and i do like it and i do recognize you're absolutely right that there are communities that are there like i was wildly impressed by dave's thing the first time i went on it i think was for his birthday and it was me and a bunch of comedian buddies went on Mm. and like celebrated them and we met a bunch of other mental health podcasters and stuff that were on at the same time which is it was a blast it was cool to meet everybody but um i think twitch like i only kind of got into it during the pandemic in the middle of it because the dude who produces my show yeah oh you the same? okay yeah the dude who produces my show was like nobody's like comedians aren't on twitch you guys got to get on board and we started doing this stuff through it and i'm still fucking learning like i'm i'm stunned when pe- random people are watching or commenting or whatever and there is a real sense of community and it's and it's oddly um cathartic as opposed to any other social media platform do you even consider twitch social media it's not really cuz you like you said you are well, live you're interacting and i
0: think and, it is
1: because it's it's, it's it, i mean it literally fits the name it is media that's social but
0: i mean it's, it's just not the, it's just not it's not the same in the are right. not you're not actively throwing your life out all the time i think which is right. slightly different to other social media platforms um but it, but it does have that interaction but yeah you're, you're quite right i mean i yeah i've not been on it i came out during the pandemic my first stream was like 28th of august last year like i oh I've, wow I'm I'm very new. It's just that I I've said to people the reason I get any success I swear is because I'm a monkey in a suit. I talk about <laughs> mental health, but I will actively tell you to go fuck yourself. Um, yeah. And people aren't used to that. They they used to. They might be used to people being a bit more abrasive, um, but not the full thing. Like like Dave. Like Dave will kind of be a bit more but he, he'll he still be kind of quite happy and he'll play guitar and stuff where I'm there just going oh you're going to insult my my chat okay well go fuck you use the biggest deal yeah. you can find with a, a poison den <laughs> fuck you and look yeah. I don't care like um it's that it's the Eminem quote of um let's both of us um shout I don't care and see which one of us actually means it. it's, like, it's always fucking me <laughs> um so <laughs> that's the only reason I think I've got anything but it. but yeah like you say Twitch I think is is definitely it's it's broader in 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 things that have actually helped people. I think. Um, uh, yeah. You say you've kind of got more into it. So if you? Is that something that you think you might? Because and I don't know if it's through Twitch, but I, I know obviously I mentioned at the beginning that you did uh, you I don't know if it's because it did say Guinness World Record when I checked. So you are yeah. a Guinness
1: World Record holder. So
0: was that through yeah, Twitch?
1: We, was that through something else? Or that was through yeah, it was through Twitch primarily yeah i think it was just through twitch we did a 93 hour charity event for star treatments which was for um it's a great organ we did it for star treatments and the uh children's brain tumor foundation and star treatments is um run by uh the one of the dudes from founders of a band called pop evil and um he started it where they take kids who uh have to go to cancer treatments but they and they take them um on like a of decked out tour bus basically mm-hmm. and treat them like they're rock stars so they they go to yes. and from no matter where the treatment center is no matter where they are in the u.s and they set it up so that they've got like candy and you know like they're basically rock stars so and it's the sweetest thing ever and um you know and so we did the uh, we did a, a a marathon we did the longest comedy stream ever done and we had over 300 comedians on and I was one of the co-producers of that. And I was one of the ones, I was one of the, the hosts who was on almost all the time. Uh, I think I stayed up for almost two days straight at one point, like with li- maybe a couple naps in between. But at one point, there's one point during the thing where you can literally see me like rocking back and forth because I'm just like desperately trying to stay awake. Um, but yeah, we did this thing and it wound up being like, like it was, it was great, it was for the kids. and And, you know, we had the goal for the charity but inadvertently it wound up being this gigantic cathartic mental health like backstage green room Um, Mm -hmm. the biggest backstage change because comedians had time slots they were supposed to be on and because we had no place to go and and nowhere to perform during the pandemic they had that live link and they kept popping in and so it was like everybody just wanted to hang out and they would do it at two three o'clock in the morning and and, and they wanted to see who where their when their friends were popping in that they hadn't seen in either years or you know or since the pandemic started, and we none of us realized how much we needed it. And everybody hated to leave or to get off, like like even even to the point where like people would be like, "All right, I gotta go to you know I gotta go to bed or I'm I'm gonna take a some shut eye whatever," and then we would just leave the stream running on our phones and like fall asleep to it and wake up to see who's on or whatever and. It was beautiful, man. And we had some like great responses from um, a lot of like A-list comics that I called to be on it. And uh, it was just, it was overwhelming. It was really, really nice. And we wound up uh, breaking the Guinness world record.
0: Yeah. Which I mean, that's, you are definitely the first world record holder on, on the podcast. I, I will get one hey. myself. I what it's gonna be. Um, but uh, get it. Yeah, I mean, I think th- that's something like we, we've we've said a couple of times now is that, that, that people try and kind of forget is that it is massively cathartic for us that are doing this when yeah. either of us do a podcast when um whenever you do a stream whenever you're doing a certain thing that that falls in it's like this this is helping me like when when i've had people come in and be like because i i have the kind of thing of being you know i'm i'm your your friendly neighborhood asshole. um <laughs> so when when people kind of come in and go so why do you do this and I'm, I'm and i don't think people are used to honesty um so i'm no. just like the main thing this is cathartic this is keeping me here and you get people yeah. just kind of going but, but but wait a minute i'm like you asked me like mm-hmm. i'm not gonna i'm not gonna lie to you like why why would i what i fucking bother like it, you it's weird because i think the issue that with social media as well is that social media for a lot of people has become somewhere that they can become that like twitch the one thing that annoys me about twitch is that everyone assumes you want to be a partner you want to be this, yeah. get a tick, you want to do that. And what really does, people really seem to have a jarring thing with me is that I don't care. Like, I right. actively... Do not subscribe to me. Do not give me money. Do not like fuck off with that shit. And they're like, oh, no. And I've said it before. And people go, oh, yeah, no, don't worry. You will make part. I'm like, I don't fucking want to. Like if it's offered to me, I will say no. Like I don't want right. that tick. I don't give a shit. Like I, I've, I've chewed out Twitch. I know they don't fucking watch me, but I've literally two camera how to go at Twitch, how to
1: go at right. Amazon
0: for their shittiness with mental health. Because, like, yeah. for instance, when you did a poll on, on Twitch, you until very recently, you couldn't actually write the words mental health. So I was using a mental health hashtag, but I couldn't say, how is your mental health? I had to say, how is wow. your MH? And like, so I would actively just have a fucking go at Twitter. And people were like, you know, wh- what are you doing? Like, you'll never be-? I was like, why do I care? Like, like the it's only reason to, I'm to me that announced... these fucking,
1: yeah, was, yeah no, I was cool. gonna, no, go ahead, sorry. No, I was going to say, gonna it's just say insane. That... Yeah, go ahead.
0: <laughs> we're just gonna kind of go over each other now. And I was just going to say, the only reason I'm, I'm kind of, um, the only reason I'm, I'm really kind of pop- popular is because like somebody randomly went, ah, he's different. And that was
1: it. But other than that, that's it. Right. But that's how it always works out. I mean, mean, it it only takes a few people to be like, oh, my God, this guy fucking, you know, check him out or whatever. Um, But I was going to say, I can't stand the censorship of social media of any kind or anything like that. I don't understand how it exists. I don't understand how we as a society let that fucking happen. I mean, we're the ones fucking using it. We're the ones (laughs) who dominate that fucking app. And that they have the audacity to tell us what can and can't be said on it. Like, that's insane to me that we just go, OK, a-. it's like, um you know, I blame our generation for, um you know, jobs being allowed to search our Facebooks like we're the ones who decided we were going to hide who we were, what we were, all that other crap. As soon as we got out of college and then changed our fucking rearranged our Facebook names. So no one could find us because God forbid, they saw you with a red solo cup and found out you like to drink on the weekends. You fucking (laughs) pussies! like, you know what I mean? Like, instead of going like, fuck you hire me anyway. Like that's insane to me. We were like, no, totally. You guys can tell us what we can and can't post Mm. based on. And then, and then of course they were allowed to judge us outside. People were allowed to go, this is who this person is all the time. And we don't have to pay them or hire them or do it. It's like the same thing with like, um, Comedians run into this all the time. Comedians go on stage and actively tell people what pieces of shit they are, and then as soon as anybody looks into their lives a little bit, they're like, "Oh my god, this guy's a piece of shit. He shouldn't have his own show." And it's like, dude, I've been fucking telling you that for twenty goddamn years on stage. Are you crazy? Like, and it's and it's weird how we just allowed that to happen. It's insane to me. Like, I don't think like any, I don't think anybody should be determining what you can and can't have or what you what you're worth based on you know who you're fucking you You know it's It's insane i mean that's a small but like they do that with politicians too which is insane to me which i feel like keeps keeps politicians dishonest by the way it's like they just Mm. did it with somebody else recently dude who was i think from new york Mm. they found out he goes to some bdsm shit because somebody had taken a photograph of him in there and they were like exactly and i'm like i'm like if you're literally go if people are going to consistently make the argument that hey we know how this guy fucks now he can't run the government and it's like are you insane kennedy yeah. was like one of our best friends <laughs> <laughs> fucked everything like the fish stop swimming at the white house once he got it you know what i mean like anything that moved and and you know uh they he was like one of the best dudes i'm like i'm just so tired of it but well, this is where the idea of um the, the but you guys are a little bit them. better with that in Europe, aren't you?
0: Uh, I do. Uh, yeah, I'm. I am i we I say England's better than like Britain is better than America, but in terms of Europe, we're we're fucking you know, we're, we're, it's a mixed bag. Yeah. I mean,
1: the
0: main, the main country that I don't think you'd ever have a problem with would be Italy. Like I remember when we had in the UK, we were having um, issues with people having second homes and, and people paying from dodgy dealings with that at the same time in Italy, Berlusconi had like appointed, uh, had had some kind of fucking sex party with a 17 year old. And you're like, okay, so th- their shit's like way fucking worse. Okay, we're cool. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's <laughs> like, The other thing when people check into such is the idea that you can just be deleted now. Um, yeah. Now, what I hate as well is that the second you say it, the response becomes it is not cancel culture, it's um, dealing with con- con- it's consequences of actions. Now, that's fine
1: mm-hmm. if
0: what you're doing is a true. Consequence to an action, but the problem is, is you have people that are uh, have comp- are just not the same people. Like they've written a tweet twenty years ago. I don't know if Twitter was around right. twenty years ago. It probably was, but like, and then they're going, oh yeah, but you know, oh well, clearly they've never changed whatsoever. They were they were fifteen then. They're now thirty five. So yes, they're absolutely the same person. Like fuck you. Right. Like yeah, there's a guy during the BLM marches, and this is one that I feel uh, I like. During the BLM marches that in, in in America, I don't know where it was in America, but there's a picture that was in the, the press of this. Um, now, he was put everywhere as being a white supremacist because all you see, what looks like a picture of a guy covered in like swastikas, things like that, bald head. And it looks like he's making a fist to BLM marches. And that's how he was portrayed. Until the BLM marches... The people of color that were there came and just went, what the fuck are you doing? That guy was brought up as a white supremacist but like he's now left that completely behind right. what he was actually doing in this photo was reaching for a fucking blm flag he wanted to yeah. join the march like he yeah. was there going I, the, the only reason be- um, that he was covered in these tattoos is because of the stupid fucking attempt at a medical system you have in america yeah because over here we could be like you know we are sort that shit for you like yeah okay that's fine in america obviously you know it's more important that you know well i don't know what the fuck is more important because it, your healthcare system in america isn't a fucking healthcare system yeah no, um, it's, it's, it's it's a, it's a it's um, garbage so yeah exactly so you have someone like that that's stuck and it's like and people would go oh yeah but he's you're like this happened to him young." yeah but the problem is if you're brought up from the age of let's say eight years old until 22 and all you ever see is your family your church your name yes that's it you're kept in that community that's all you know this idea of yes but at a certain age you will know no you won't know if you're not given that to experience and obviously with this guy the second he was given the rest of life to experience he went fuck is this yeah he did leave it but the problem is by that point he's fucked and then people try and put him in newspapers as being and you're like no no no, he's like he is not the same person obviously there's there's stuff about like there's horrific shit that people say and absolutely that is a fucking you know if, if you're saying really horrific like you know obvious stuff yeah then
1: yeah fuck you, you, you Well, that's just, it. that's just it though but, there's no time to dive into that no, nobody gives anybody a second to fucking dive into that kind of shit you're either yeah. a piece of shit or you're not and it goes and it waves through. that's that like so there was an actress that just went through it because when she was 19 she was like the kkk princess or whatever the fuck it was when she was in the um you know um when she was younger her parents put her through it or whatever the fuck it was mm. and then they and she was one of the ones from kimmy schmidt you know, you know that show
0: yeah, yeah, just about. Yeah,
1: yeah like Ellie, I can't think of her fucking last name or whatever, but she's mm. amazing. Ellie Kemper. Mm. And Twitter had a fucking field day with it. And they were like, fucking she's done and blah, 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 and all this other crap. And I'm like, first of all, she didn't get to respond. Second of all, she was fucking 19. And, you know, she didn't know what she was involved in. And it was obviously like a family thing. And like, hasn't she shown herself to be this other? Like, it's, it's amazing that you can go this period of time is the only period of time that counts and everything else is irrelevant. And we just want people to go away for our benefit because it's also, it's like some kind of like, uh, it's like supplanting, you know what I mean? Where they're like, oh, I'm great. Why aren't I in their position? And this is fucking, you know, how it should be. And then uh, the other thing that drives me nuts about it is that when people talk about cancel culture, I feel like as progressives, we should acknowledge the fact that words evolve over time. So like, yeah, canceling obviously doesn't mean that somebody's going away forever. Obviously people came back from being canceled, but like, I think there's people who argue about cancel culture who um, are talking about Harvey Weinstein and Bill Cosby. And I'm like, that's not cancel culture. Those are fucking felonies. Yeah. Um, and they, they were tried in the justice system. Yeah. And then I'm like, and then there's people who I think in the middle who talk about it, who if you're, I had a friend, uh, a comic, a great comic, um, who went through a bit of the cancel culture thing, the thing that I always argue about, which is um, somebody tried to claim that she was a racist. Um, She's always done impressions on stage of everybody, and uh, you know, um, all different kinds of whatever. And you know, years—I don't know, like ten years ago, she um, she used to do like a she's she's Jewish. She used to be like a a Jewish girl who was like well-to-do, and then she would do like a black character. That's just who she does. That's just does among other things. By the way, she's very prolific stand-up, hugely funny, great at crowd work. Um, But she went through this period of time where all of a sudden, because she was caught up in the BLM shit, people were like, she's a fucking racist for doing this character. And the person who called her out was um, this Hispanic woman who's a comic who is uh, not that well known and just wanted to make a name for herself. But she thought, this is what I'm going to do. She's got a special coming out. I'm going to fucking slam her now and then get myself elevated. And then I found a clip of her doing an impression (laughs) of I can't think of who it was. And I was like, you mean like, like, I just kind of tossed that out there. Um, but it was this thing where for about a month, she went through the most vitriol online, you know, hatred where it makes you feel like even though you know who you are, it makes mm. you feel like shit because there's nobody fucking regulating it and you don't know what's going to happen to your career. Yeah. And that's, I think, the cancel culture that people try to say is uh, horrible and bad and, and needs to kind of well. end, not it? oh yeah it doesn't seem
0: to there doesn't seem to be a level like it's it what they'll do is they'll go okay so like if you're in the court system you you can get like six months a year life imprisonment death in america but on twitter it's just like it's nothing or fuck you like no no, like like, if 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 they've said something stupid like maybe they maybe we should say okay well like they've got a part on a show maybe we okay it's not great but we we should go you know what maybe because they're past maybe they should lose that that specific job sure that doesn't mean that they should lose fucking everything like that job that that's that's your kind of that's your punishment that that one like don't fucking do it again
1: like so yeah (laughs) and i and i don't know your feeling on this um but i did a joke recently first uh when i uh i just first time back on stage a couple weeks ago in new york um and uh I was like, fuck it, I'm going to do the joke, or whatever. And I said something about Louis C.K. went over extremely well, but I, I was like, you know, Louis C.K. in 2016, said, I think it's odd that he almost lost his entire career. He lost his entire career for a bit. He lost mm. a shit ton of money. All this other crap for asking women if he can jerk off in front of them.
0: And I was like, yeah. cut
1: to five years later in a pandemic, and Vox, Vulture, Vice is all like Gen Z paving the way for FaceTime fucking. And it's like, isn't that just the same thing, but without eye contact? like how and there was like how-to guides of how to approach somebody during a pandemic online that you want to virtually masturbate with and it's like yeah it's insane to me that it's like that it's like because it, it was a specific kink you know what i mean and like i blew up to the point where like even the headlines were like you know the jokes in the headlines became that louis whips his dick out in front of people and it's like i have no problem if you find something that somebody does abhorrent and immoral if that's where your line is drawn, but get the, argue the point correctly or don't at all. Mm. Like, and again, if you find like, like, cause that was never the case. Not that I'm like defending, but I'm just saying like, yeah. like you can say whatever it is, but like he didn't never do anything like that. He asked. And even if you think asking is creepy, it's still not really up to, like you have to get it right. You have to say yeah, it suppose- that way and not the other way. Yeah. I mean, I suppose the situation
0: with Louis CK, I, th- I suppose the, 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 the difference for him was that, that it was, it was seen as there's a position of power. And so that's, that was the issue. It was a, a consent, was consent really consent if there's a position right. of power. I suppose it was, that, that was the, the specific argument that and this that's, kind of made for it. And that's
1: a very but, nuanced, like, argument. That's a very, like, you know, okay, well, what is, you know, and, and he, which he acknowledged, by the way, like in his original apology, um, it was one of those things that I always found interesting that was completely overlooked, where he was like, I didn't realize at the time that I was doing this from a point of, like, whether they liked it or not, it still could have been, for, or, or whether they agreed to it or not, you know, it still could have been from a point of whatever. And the funny Mm. thing was, is in 2006, like that's another thing too, is I don't think people go into the full detail of this kind of shit. So the last incident that was reported was 2006 when Mm. he was at a comedy festival and he was just a basic head. Like he, like people see it now as somebody who had three different TV shows and a whatever and yada, yada. But when you look at the last time it happened, it was in 06 when he was basically like an unknown, unless you're in the comedy scene. So hmm. still could be from a position of power. But again, it's not looking at it through that timeline spectrum. It's it's hard because people don't care about details. They care about headlines.
0: Yeah, I think that's, yeah, headlines. Have, and that that's, I mean, that's why a lot of people have moved away from um, general media now. Uh, like, uh, yeah. especially this generation, just kind of go, you know what? I'm going to consume everything on online. Like, mm-hmm. I, I have this. So it's a this is a weird thing it's gonna be so it's gonna sound really weird for an american as well is that um in the uk we have to buy a license to watch television what there we go (laughs) so yes um we so if you want to watch normal tv actually any tv any any live broadcast television you have to pay you have to buy a license which i think is about 150 pound now um but of course most people now, especially, like, I think even, like, our generation and the newer generation, don't fucking watch TV. We watch, maybe we watch Netflix, which obviously isn't live. So Netflix um, or Amazon Prime or whatever. We'll watch something like that. Or YouTube. Or fucking Twitch. Like, and so... If you don't watch live TV, you don't have to have a license. So I've got a big ass TV in my other room, but of course I also have like a fucking Google Doc, so I can just put YouTube on there, or I've got um, my Prime uh, Fire Stick. So it's really weird yeah. when you ring up to like um, the the TV um, licensing people and go, "Yeah, I don't need a license." I'm like, "Oh, but have you got a TV?" I'm like, "Yeah, but I don't. It's not connected to anything. Like, <laughs> I, don't watch, I don't watch TV." And right. it's really funny because you can tell that. I think almost they're trying to hang on to this idea of like, but this is how media, like, you have to give us money because they're fucked. They're, like, that I whole company you. is fucked.
1: The right, BBC right.
0: is paid for by it. A lot of people, so anyone out there that's in England that goes to fuck on about, oh, but I don't watch the BBC, Channel 4 and ITV are specifically paid by the TV licensing to be alternatives to the BBC. If you watch any fucking channel, they get money from us. Um, so, wow yeah so of course that's kind of that was the main reason i never that was do the that, that the, that's wild to me it's the broadcasting because it's british broadcasting corporation that's kind of ha- part of the way they got their funding was from us right um but of course because people don't take in their media that way anymore it's made it i think potentially worse because now you get people that can't tell the difference between real and um bullshit online so mm. it's like this could be you know somebody's you know fucking donald trump you know that that attempt at a fucking fart that didn't come out right um so i say that because any americans that are listening yes the word trump in the uk means fart so for, the, <laughs> for fucking four years you had a fart yes. as president to us um so like for him the, the whole kind of um you know false news or alternative facts bullshit people can't mm-hmm. tell the difference because they're only consuming online stuff and yeah. because of the fact that you have people that then, um, you have the broadcasters in, in the UK, at least. I mean, this is specific to the UK, but you have the broadcasters in the UK who then go, well, we need people to watch our show so that we get people to like pay the TV license. So yeah. they start to do more entertainment shows rather than documentaries or, so mm. what happens is it, it, it then flips so that you then can't get the real news anywhere. And so wow. that's why we then have got a new broadcasting thing called GB news in the UK it's just started. Which wow. is all, all the right wing and, you know, all the, basically Gen X and older who don't accept the fact that they have to actually fucking listen to anyone have created right. a news broadcast. Piers Morgan is on there. That,
1: that gives you an idea. Um, oh.
0: uh, the, the cunt with a mouth. Um, yeah, that, like, that guy that the, you like-
1: sent to us for a few years.
0: oh yeah we want to get we want you to
1: fucking keep him like it's it's hilarious
0: you know the funniest thing is that um like my my mother really dislikes Piers Morgan she also dislikes Jeremy Clarkson the the difference I think is is that Jeremy Clarkson I think for most of his career was playing a part I think if you look at him when he was starting when he very first started on Top Gear like in the original Top Gear he was not the same person like I think he just became that but the thing is is that um Piers Morgan hounded um Jeremy Jeremy Clarkson's daughter I believe and so Clarkson sparked Piers Morgan out at one point so my mum wow. listened and my mum was just like oh okay I, I like have a little bit more like everyone that listens to it they have a little bit more respect for Jeremy because right. Jeremy Clarkson does not hold back whenever they because they've done it they put them on the show together and of course Piers Morgan tries to buy back and Jeremy Clarkson goes fuck you like yeah. I'm Jeremy Clarkson I don't fucking care like I gotta make my money up. you're not like it's,
1: it's brilliant it's, uh. it's
0: it's really funny cuz they like he, he just fucking chews him out but
1: yeah anytime I, I always I always like loved anytime John Stewart took a shot at Piers Morgan which wasn't like he he, <laughs> he basically either didn't acknowledge him or when he did he just eviscerated him and then Piers yeah. Morgan would get really upset because John wouldn't come on his show and he'd oh, be yeah. like I, mean, oh, I don't understand why he doesn't want to... he'd be talk about him so much it was ridiculous oh.
0: I mean Piers Morgan the whole thing with Meghan Markle I was like I do like, I genuinely don't fucking get it I don't I don't what the fuck like i don't yeah. understand like all you had to say was okay well maybe there's more to learn on this and we'll have to learn from different sources right. about about that however you know for the time being we believe you like that, that, that if you don't believe it, yeah. you, you still fucking believe them like if you don't you still do like right if someone's telling you they've had suicidal fucking thoughts you don't go "Oh well, no you fucking haven't
1: how do you know <laughs> like exactly um,
0: and then he had to go at victim culture and then um a few people on twitter reminded him um you mean you mean when you did like a load of um, stuff in papers about how oh, yeah you, know, you were being attacked? Like fuck you.
1: Um did you, yeah, so did you see attacks. the um oh god who the fuck was it? I think it was um Jim Jeffries was on um Bill Maher's show as like the mm. the, the, the pop-in guest towards the end, but yep. Piers Morgan was on um <laughs> Great the panel and <laughs> Fucking Jeffries just flips him off. And he's like, fuck you. He's like, (laughs) because Piers Morgan was defending like Trump. And he was like, you just want to have a buddy. Like in the, like you just have, he just calls him out on all this shit and was like, fuck you. And it was, it was beautiful. It was like one of the best moments.
0: It's uh, it's yeah, it's weird. And I mean, that's the problem that we now have this GB news, which I think what they're trying to do is be Fox for the UK. That seems to be what they're. What oh, they're, God. That seems to be what they want to do, um because it's got those kind of people on it. I mean, we have Sky News over here, which obviously is owned by the same kind of people. um But this GB news seems to be want to be Fox. So, of course, people don't get the right news anymore. And so we've, no. I think we've descended into this self-made hell for ourselves and then
1: we're never going to get we're never going to get out of it because the news the the news organization is all for profit and that's Mm. the only thing that matters at this point is you know anger gets them gets people money confusion gets people money and they get people viewers sensible news stories do not attract viewers rational thought does not attract viewers so it's always just going to be hyped up fucking bullshit constantly and you know unfortunately that's what boomers watch and i hate using the term (laughs) boomer but that is true like they still yeah. get their news you know from the fucking tv and that's yeah. insane that, like they're all that, the that yeah no Sorry, I was gonna go say all during the oh no 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 i was gonna say all during the blm stuff like for the most part like you know my family is watching the news half the time or whatever and i would mm. be like don't watch the fucking news because <laughs> they're not gonna tell you what's fucking going on they would be like oh i can't believe you know they keep showing i'm like yeah but like and i would like show them other video clips of like even reporters in the field who are reporting to their Twitter account were getting more news done. That's the only thing that Twitter's pretty decent about. Like when it's actual reporting, and mm. it's like when when a major event is going on, that's when it's great to turn to that. Because for the yeah. nine times out of ten, they're going to tell you shit that they're not seeing on the news. Yeah, because reporters mostly have Twitter accounts, and they're like, "Well, CNN's not going to play this fucking clip, but I just got maced and knocked down in a gas, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and whatever, and I'm going to post it in my Twitter feed." Yeah. Yeah,
0: absolutely. It's and that, that it's the weird thing, because obviously we seem to have started um, to create a world where we cannot get out of our own issues of mental health, because all we've no. done now is we've now created a world where because the biggest problem I think we we've had with social media is that it shows you the best parts, the worst parts, and, and you can't ever get out of the hell. But now we've seem to have done that with the whole world like Mm -hmm. especially in the past year in the past year we've gone we all gone online so i'll tell you what we're gonna do we're gonna fuck the entire world that's what we're gonna do we're gonna we're gonna make it so that we can't ever get real news we can't ever get um like say anything without without um uh, you know the nuance taken away like um tiktok in november literally did a no nuance november i'm like fuck's sake um the whole point of anything (laughs) is nuance nuance fucking matters like i I, I have the same thing with grammar like um, i like having my I like having my grandmother for dinner. Depending on where your, your comma is and that, you're a fucking cannibal or you're a lovely person. Like, yeah, yeah what yeah. matters along with grammar. Um, so it's the idea of that taking it away. And so we've created this kind of hell for ourselves. So because we've seemingly made our news and everything into entertainment, do you think potentially our best way out of the hell of making things entertainment is entertainment? As in with, like, more comedy... And potentially doing it like you mentioned John Stewart of making our comedy shows, a lot of our comedy shows, into more newsworthy and actually getting them more well, fact check and doing that. Or
1: no, not necessarily. Here's the thing about Jon Stewart, man. He is he created a lot of branches, you know what I mean? Like, um, for like, like he's got John Oliver and Stephen Colbert or whatever, but no one does it as well as Stewart does because he is genuine in what he believes and who he is. Like, even like Trevor Noah, like you know, who took over the daily show. I like Trevor and I think he's great. I don't think he believes or, or is, has his heart necessarily in the same way Jon Stewart did because Jon Stewart believes what he was saying and, and had a, um, you know, uh, an internal barometer for what he believes in. In the same way that like he just did that bit on Colbert about, um, I don't know if you saw, but uh, liberal Twitter was in an uproar about it basically it was um his stuff about the uh, Wuhan lab, right. It's great political comedy. It was great nuanced, you know, um, and it, it, but it didn't speak to any particular narrative. He was just mm. using logic and comedy to follow that train of thought and backed it up, you know, however he wanted to. And people pitched a bitch because it wasn't part of the narrative that they wanted it to be. And that's, that's what he always practiced on his show too. So I love that, that that was a show. I don't necessarily believe that every, comedy or new or show has to be dived into news. I think entertainment should be that. I think it should be fucking entertaining. I think if you're doing a new show, it should also be entertaining. It should have a point of view, but it should be just that. I don't think it should be taken as seriously because then you then you, then you eliminate all the entertainment from it, from it. And then you start to get into these groups that want to occupy basically your, your entertainment, your comedy, your point of view and use it for their own political agenda. And that was another thing that Stewart did well, too. He was like, I'm not like I try to make this point very clear that I'm not on anybody's team. Like, I appreciate it if you if we have the same thought and we agree on the same stuff. But I always try to be like, at some point in time, we're going to fucking disagree. And because I'm veering off from the narrative that you want me to display, like I criticize the Democratic Party consistently, constantly. I fucking hated Trump. I'm not a Trump fan. I'm not a moron. I did not vote for Biden. Biden was never my guy. He's still not my guy. But obviously, you know, I'm not I'm not a crazy person. So, you know, I didn't vote for anybody else. I didn't vote for Trump. I wanted him out. Mm -hmm. And that was that. But it's funny to me because now because I was so anti-Trump, when I shift gears and I go, look, Biden's not getting it done. Um, The Democrats are fucking up, yada, yada. People who agreed with me and liked my shit automatically attack me. And they're like and, and it's like. And it's like, look, I'm not on your fucking, I don't want to do this. I don't want to play this fucking game. You know, I, I want, I want better healthcare. I want, um, you know. Just healthcare,
0: uh, full stop. Just actual uh, yeah, healthcare.
1: Health, healthcare <laughs> pol- yeah, healthcare, yeah. Healthcare, police reform, um, all this other shit to get done. And none of that fucking changes. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean I'm lax about it because our guys are in the office. I consistently want people to fucking do better. And if they're not meeting the standard that I want, I'm going to fucking say something about it. No, I don't want Trump. But that doesn't mean I'm going to fucking shut my eyes. So it's hard. And I wish people would take entertainment for entertainment. Stop, you know, policing what people can and can't say on TV and in movies. And, you know, like, I wish they would just get off actors dicks. Like, you know, I I can't I can't stand watching the Oscars. Not that I watch the Oscars, but like every now and again, you know, they used to be. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. No one does anymore but they used to be fucking fun. Used to have a comedian up there that would eviscerate and say whatever the fuck they wanted. But now when you watch them, the reason why there's no viewers is because they're sad, rich people and no one wants to, like, just let them fuck on the red carpet like they want to. We know they're all hedonistic, you know, like you like, like let them be who they are. And then, yeah, it'd be a lot easier because I don't want to see them, you know, in an interview on the red carpet going like, yeah, you know, I mean, we're all out here, like million dollar fucking jewel, you know, and a, and a you know, hundred thousand dollar suit. And they're like, it's really sad what's happening in Sudan right now. And it's like, dude, just tap dance, sing a song, get a blue job, do whatever yeah, like, you got to, this is why I'm useful, watching. It. But
0: not right now. Like that's useful if you can use your, use it, but not right now. Like, oh yeah, yeah I, exactly. I always find it funny because I, so... I I think yeah, it's, I, I swear they, um, <laughs> I swear it started to happen like this because you invited us over. I think that's what literally happened with a lot of this stuff. <laughs> but you, things like the Oscars the, the, and, and like all those kind of award shows when, oh, let's, let's even, let's invite some like Brits are in a lot of our films now, like let's invite some British comedians. And the problem is, is that Hollywood's comedy, which is usually what you see on TV is very kind of, we know what to, we, we, we can be edgy, but we know what to say when a camera's in front. Oh, of Oh yeah. Whereas over here, like, I remember so many shows, like, especially Graham Norton, where you have a load of American oh. actors that will say something and be like, this is so relaxed. Like, we can say stuff. Yeah, and, and drink. Of course, when you get Americans, uh, sorry, British over in Amer- American TV, we just, we, they don't change. They just go, okay, well, fuck you, because you're an arsehole. You're an arsehole. Yeah. And you just get everyone going, wait, what happened? And we're like, yeah, you invited the Brits. What the fuck did you expect? Like. Exactly. They, they, like the, the obvious one, and I've said it a couple of times here, and I'm, I know there's people in Britain, and I'm, I know my mum won't watch this, so she's not happy to at me, for the word cunt is oh, hilarious because in in the UK and Australia, um, it's, it's probably used more as a term of endearment than anything yeah. else. And the Ricky Gervais actually talks about this, how um, he was up in Scotland with his American um, like PR guy, and a police officer came up to him and said, oh, you're a funny cunt. And the American was like, What the fuck?
1: And, oh yeah, cheers,
0: man. He's like, wait, what was that? He's like, oh, no, he was he was complimenting me. Like, yeah, what? like what the fuck? Was like, it is,
1: it's, it's so crazy to me. And and the best thing is, is like, I love that it, like cunt's the last word in America that has any kind of impact on anybody, which I kind of appreciate. That's why I like it so much because people still get aghast by it. Because, like, if you tell somebody <laughs> to fuck off, they're like, That is so sweet. Thank you for thinking about it. You know, and it doesn't matter anymore, but cunt's the last fashion we have here that really kind of like fucks people up and it's fun to bring out every now and again. But yeah, I remember them getting on Jim Jeffrey's case about it because uh, he said a lot in his stand-up, and he's Australian, and that's what Australia. they do out there. And he was like, I'm not going to stop saying it. That's exactly <laughs> what we fucking do, and, you know, and get over it. It doesn't mean the same thing where I come from. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's – it's. I think the the best accent that you'll ever hear it in is a Scottish one, um,
0: but it's oh, – uh, <laughs> they, yeah. They, they say it properly. Um, but it, yeah. it is that thing of, like um, – but we – and –
1: as you said to, to try and loop back around if there was ever a fucking start um, well i'll give you one i'll give you a loop back on. around because you were talking about the mental health thing and the social media and ever getting out of it yeah. and kind of turned into entertainment i feel like we're never going to get out of the mental health um hole we've dug ourselves in because with social media comes this thing where they they constantly throw your memories back in your face how the mm. fuck are you supposed to move on from any kind of traumatic yeah. situation when every year facebook decides that you're going to relive mm. everything every post you made every photo you had you know not only from the previous year but from years back you can never fucking fully break out of a cycle because social media doesn't allow it they want you to keep posting they want to reignite like you know i like i was like you know, one of my friends was going through another friend was going through a breakup and then all of a sudden, you know, they're getting past it. They're moving through it or whatever. And then all of a sudden your fucking social media feels like you're not paying attention enough to it. And it's like, hey, remember this from six months ago? And you're like, well, fuck six months ago, I was happy and I was doing this or whatever it is. It is an endless, brutally endless cycle. And I think we need to do something about the hold that it has on us. And it's it's hard to get out of.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's so I mean, that makes it makes fucking perfect sense to me because of obvious reasons we discussed at the beginning. I mean, because my um, my wife my wife's um, birthday is um, fucking Independence Day. Oh, that's her birthday. So um, of course every every year, and like when I was basically you know nine days' time, I'm not gonna be here. It was August because of the fact that in July mm. I'd been reminded like you were you were you were celebrating this birthday, and oh, it was, and she she also um, liked America. I'm, but she liked it. <laughs> um, so it's you know it was. <laughs> i'm reminded by I everything fucking everything and i, I can't yeah. i can't get away from that i mean i'm never gonna get away from it because it's independence day but it's um mm-hmm. you know and uh, occasionally you get a trump supporter doesn't realize that's a double blow man america's do
1: selling it, celebrating their independence from you essentially and also yeah. it was your wife's birthday and you're like really are you fucking kidding me? yeah
0: and it was like because at that point i was still using facebook as well which i don't really use anymore apart from the chat to mm-hmm. it but it's you know yeah. it's like you say it's that kind of it's throwing you back and you kind of go you know what just I don't, like, I do obviously want to remember that, but I can remember that by the fact that I still wear a fucking ring. I have her ashes. I have pictures. Yes. I don't need you to tell me, look, this is why you should go back into depression. This is why you should pick up that fucking blade. Like, fuck you. Yeah. No, 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 no. no, 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 I can deal with this shit in my own time. I don't need you to fucking do it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And that's the craziest thing to me. And again, I'm not one of those people that's for regulation, but the fact that no, not one ounce of thought went into what these systems would do to the human psyche, to people in general. Like, I feel like this is the first time that every single person in America is part of a huge experiment. And that is social media and, and it, and it's effects like, you know uh, for a while, it was just us. Right. You know what I mean? It was yeah. everybody after college. We were the ones who were allowed on fa- or it was only people who were in college who were allowed on Facebook. And then after yeah. college, they kind of opened it up a little bit more. But even then I feel like our uncles and parents and all that other shit didn't get on it. And now it's like, what, what, what is it now? It's people talking to dead relatives, Facebook, like that's unhealthy. That is fucking yeah a an insane level of unhealthy and uh, and it's something that I talk about on stage every now and again and it gets you know a mixed reaction of it because I, I cuz my point the whole time is like I'm like I understand that you miss your whoever who passed away and you're writing on their wall but I'm like is that really what you want for them is for them to be in whatever you believe they're at now scrolling through facebook hoping that you comment on yeah. wife. i mean it's, you it's know. like
0: yeah i mean absolutely i mean for, for, for it's it's a weird thing that we've been drawn into a way of thinking the idea of being facebook official for instance in a relationship is uh, a big step so for me for instance i've never i'm on facebook i'm still married to my wife there's no course. there's nothing I, i've right. never taken off and i i don't envisage a time uh, you know, I will always get fucking people. I get people occasionally going, "Oh, well, it's still you. I'm like, "Fuck off!" Um, but right, it's right, right. like, but I don't envisage a time at which that's ever going to be me taking it off of there. Even though, again, as you say, it's like it, it's it's happened. But because it's built into my head of like, no, that you you that is there. Like, that yeah, is, that is there. That is who that is. That is that is who I like. No, I mean, it's it does seem like it. it like social media, in certain parts, depending on the social media, depending on the interaction you have, wants to attack you, and we've we've thrown ourselves back into it. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, it's it's a weird thing because I think we we seem to be using social media and comedy to combat against the mental health issues we've created for ourselves because of social media and comedy.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's like
0: yeah, it's that's, a vicious that's just yeah, get into that loop. Yeah,
1: yeah. In the same way that uh, science both saves and kills us at the same time. Social media and comedy both do the same thing. It's weird too, because I felt like for a long time, Instagram was the only like salvageable social media um, just because it was just pictures. I was like, what the, mm. there, there was no, you couldn't, it was hard to argue on there. And it, it was kind of just, you know, whatever. And then Facebook took it over. And I feel like it's slowly becoming more like, like, cause Facebook, I don't know if you know this, but I had a buddy who worked for Facebook for a while. Facebook fucking hates Instagram because of its pop like it it bought it but i think it bought it initially to kill it but there's no way to kill it so it just <laughs> hates that this fucking thing exists and is more popular than than facebook but you can sl- see over time like the slow changes that instagram uh facebook is in nothing is allowed to be just uh just simple and whatever they're like just trying to draw you in and draw your life into it more and um the Facebook memories thing like you like I can't imagine that it's got to be killing you too but like it's amazing to me how how it doesn't let you go email like if I if I block the shit on one end of it it sends me emails and it's like hey you got you got an anniversary you got a thing coming up or you got a a thing with this person and it's like I just don't want you in my life (laughs) this is insane (laughs) not the person but like the the AI whatever it is yeah and you also can't
0: you you literally can't delete Facebook like it's you deactivate Facebook it's
1: like, well, you, you turn it off for the night. You'll be back. You know, it's, it's that kind of. You, yeah. You're, you'll and I've back tried to, to do us. it. Yeah. You, you can't even do that half the time because I've tried to do it. And then I forget how many other apps and shit are connected through Facebook because we're lazy. And how much easier is it just to go click? Yeah. Sign in through Facebook. And then I try to delete my Facebook and then it's like, my, I can't get in my bank. Zoom.
0: The thing we're talking on right now is, is
1: I log in through Facebook. I think you're right. I think I do that, too. <laughs> I just realized is, that I was is, like, "Yeah,
0: so yeah, I don't know my fucking, fucking Zoom everywhere. information." <laughs> yeah, I've a clue. I don't remember yeah. ever having Zoom information. I think I, I think actually, when I started the account, I never actually created an account.
1: I just pressed use Facebook. I may have done the same thing, dude. Yeah. My, it's so funny for the uh for my podcast or whatever. Um, my producer's like, "Hey, we need to sign in through." I can't remember this other thing we were doing. I'm like, "Oh yeah, no problem." I had no recollection of making an account for this thing. I had one. And then I was mm. like, oh, I know why. It's fucking through Facebook. And then because I I couldn't remember, I didn't want to give out like my Facebook fucking information. <laughs> so I was like, we can't log in. I don't know it. I don't know how to do this. I'm, I'm not going to fucking just give out that password randomly because God yeah. knows what else I can get into. It's it's insane. It is, it's... Uh...
0: Yeah we we've we've created our own closed loop. It's um you know the, the kind of the Rick and Morty thing with the, with the snakes about oh, them eating their own tail oh my I God, think that's what we're yes. doing at the moment is we are literally I, eating our own tail and seeing how long we can survive doing it. It's, yeah uh, I fucking love that show.
1: That's, a, <laughs> yeah, that's a I, brilliant brilliant fucking Rick and, Rick and fucking Morty show. is brilliant.
0: Rick and Morty does Rick and Morty is um I think Rick and Morty is what um family guy used to be before it got popular. Um, yeah yeah. It's it's the kind of because face a family guy was the kind of yeah we're going to say offensive shit but you know you're, that it's for a reason whereas now
1: it's just we're saying offensive shit because we can say offensive shit like um, yeah yeah and they've whereas, also somehow diluted their offensive shit where they're like well we can't say this anymore it's like well you used to have a satirical point of view and now because people are overly sensitive you remove you you're like people don't understand satire that's fine we don't need it anymore yeah, and it's like I mean, oh
0: God. Whereas, whereas with Rick and Morty, because of because Dan Harmon's involved, it's just kind of uh, fuck you. Yeah, because <laughs> like, Dan, oh, Dan Harmon doesn't fucking care. Like, <laughs> yeah, they're so brilliant. You <laughs> get, you get, Dan, you get when Dan Harmon you. went against Chevy Chase and Chevy Chase fucking lost. So, yeah. <laughs> so, I was sorry. just gonna say community. Yeah, community is a great one of the best shows too exactly you know it's, so it's it is it's um it's it's weird that we we've got that i mean obviously there's a lot of there's a lot of philosophy in these things and that's, that's actually the point and and with with some entertainment like rick and morty with co- again it's comedy it's comedy that's that's actually got a fucking story look i mean think about how you've got um matt pat from film theory on youtube who actually oh, yeah. has a career because of Programs like Rick and Morty, he's you know because Mm -hmm. of the philosophy behind it, and that's actually bringing a lot more into society. And this is what he's actually trying to say: like the the whole idea of the Ubermensch and and things like that. That when it first came out, that was the the big thing everyone talked about. And is this a reflection on society? It's like actually, I'm getting more out of this than I probably did on like. Uh, well in america it'd be like 101 of of um of of a, of a subject we don't do that in in the uk you just study what you're meant to study rather than everything and then say i'm doing this so, so it's weird um but yeah, it's, yeah it is really weird that we seem to be attacking ourselves with the things that created our problems in the first place um but there we yeah. go um i think we've kind of come to a i think yeah. we've come to a stopping point although we have gone round in about 50 different directions like a fucking pinball machine probably my fault, mainly but um so is there, was there anything else um you want to um, just just mention from how you've interacted with your depression or how you found one, anything from it or anything
1: like that. Well, one point. thing I'd like to get across, and I think that um, it's it's a kind of a, I guess I'd call it a trope that people kind of have, but um, that it, the thing that got me out of it because I was I was you know uh, for about three years there was a point where it was the the most like thought about taking my own life the whole thing like there was the it was the most depressed I had been most down house I've been. And uh, people always ask me how I kind of got over that or what was the defining moment? No defining moment, just kept going. And then eventually it, 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 I, I got myself out of it, but there's, I think uh, what sucks is sometimes when you read these books in there, or when you hear these stories or whatever, and, you know, people tend to try really hard to dig out a moment in time that helped them get out of a thing. And I just always try to make it clear to people that you don't need to look for anything. Sometimes you just wake up and it's the days a little bit better than the day before. And then you do it again the next day. And that day's a little bit better than that day. And you just keep fucking going like that because it doesn't, you know, you don't have to look for like, you know, a sign or a person or an individual. It can literally just be, I want to see what happens at the end of this fucking ride. And, and that's the only thing that'll get you through it. Yeah, absolutely.
0: I mean, I, I, I always make the point of, um, especially with suicide and suicidal thoughts, it's not a CSI episode. Just because someone's bought some frozen food doesn't mean they're not suicidal. Um, <laughs> you know, you might be in the morning, you may you may be, life is fantastic. And by the evening, you may want to take your own life. And the next morning, you might want to go yeah. to the theme park. You just, it's not like like you said, John, it's not necessarily the defining moment. Some people do. And I mean, I've had ish with, with Twitch, but for a lot of people and a lot of times I haven't had in the past, it's like you just go, oh, I don't, like today, I don't want to do that. Like I did before, like the last time I, last time I checked with myself, I did want to kill myself, but now I've checked and I don't like, yeah, you just, you just realize it. It's not, and you may feel that
1: again at some point too. I mean, it may, like it comes in, it comes in waves and sometimes they're stronger and sometimes they're not. and, And sometimes the depression is, is overbearing and you need to fucking take a couple of days. And like, Hey, like, that's another thing too, is like, I just, you know, there are certain days you have to allow yourself the time to just be like, today's a fucking nothing day Mm -hmm. and I'm not going to beat myself up over it and I'm just not going to get anything done today. Who knows? Maybe you'll get something done for like an hour, but don't fucking pressure yourself into, you know, it's not a wasted day. It's just, uh, you know, I know people are like big on mental health days and some people actually give themselves a lot of mental health days. Sometimes you have to take one when you don't expect to. Sometimes it's just today's that fucking day. I didn't realize it when I woke up, but I need it. And I'm giving myself this time to just relax and fuck off. And, yeah, you know, and that's like, that's what you got to do.
0: Absolutely. I mean, it's this, uh, it's the quote from uh, the Persian philosopher Atar. This too shall pass. Yeah. You know, when, when we're in, when we're in times when you can't see any, any brightness, any light coming from anywhere, that's going to get better. And you know what, mm-hmm. when you're in a, when you're in a fantastic time, when everything is amazing and it feels like the world can't get any, can't get better. And you're just on the top of the world. You know what?
1: It's going to get shit again. Yeah. And, and, it may be a mul- yeah. and it may be a multitude of things that brings you out of it too. Like you, like you just said, you had the Twitch or whatever. Like it could be a combination of crap. You never know oh, yeah. what's going to pull you yeah. out of it. And at the, the same, the same way you don't know what's going to drag you back into it, <laughs> the same way you don't know what's going to pull you out of it. So just fucking keep, keep plugging away and keep doing your thing i know my exactly. like i like doing the podcast that i did kept me sane from not being on stage because after a while it was like six months into this pandemic you were like okay we're not going fucking anywhere <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh i'm gonna need to talk to people to keep myself from going crazy so then you know just interviewing bands and shit and, and other comedians that i enjoyed talking to was a uh, nice saving grace yeah i mean i i literally quit my job in may and then ended up on Twitch. I'm and all doing for quitting this myself, jobs so. by the way so
0: bravo <laughs> oh, I, I'd, I'd, I had told them quite a bit that I, I fucking hated the job. Um, I didn't want to be anywhere near. it. I'd called out the, the like the, the heads of the, the university where I was, uh, um, on stuff before, but they never mm-hmm. had the balls to do anything to me. So I was like, you know what, fuck <laughs> you, i Um, nice. so yeah. So anyway, thank you very much for joining yep. us, uh, John. I don't know, we, if anybody's still managed at this point, firstly you should also get the fucking record that John got in some way of like some kind of record Guinness record for making it this far. Um, If you've managed to take anything away again, well done. You can work as an interpreter, Um, but thank you so much (laughs) for joining me, John. And um, thanks for having me, man. I'm sure we will see you again um, on things and hopefully you'll get, um, hopefully you'll be getting a few more um, kind of maybe a Netflix uh, or something, or maybe something with the Muppets or Jim Henson uh, um, company. We're working on stuff, man. Yeah. Yeah. So thanks so much, dude. It's brilliant. Thank you very much. And we'll see you all next time. Thanks, everyone. Cheers. Take care.